Welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast with Jeff Baker and Drew Pelto. Sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win. And by sportscollectorsdaily.com. If it happens in the hobby, you'll find it on sportscollectorsdaily.com. And sponsored by gemrate.com. The latest grading statistic from the four major grading companies is just a click away. Visit gemrate.com. It's free. Sponsored by Collects, the free app that shows you the value of your card collection. Scan and catalog your cards, follow other users, and buy and sell with other collectors. That's Collects, C-O-L-L-X. And now, here's our host, Jeff Baker. Hello, everybody. It's time for another TTM cast, your sports collectibles podcast, where we talk cards, collecting, autographs, and anything else Drew wants to talk about. So we got a big show for you today. Lots of stuff we're going to talk about. My name is Jeff Baker, talking to you from Boston, Massachusetts. And my friend and co-host from Dallas, Texas, of course, is Drew Pelto. He is DFW Grapher on YouTube. He just posted a video last week. Yeah, I think it was uh, back on Monday I did. Yep. Yep. Very good video. Make sure you check out his content. Follow him on YouTube. Drew, happy birthday. I'm not going to sing because I can't sing worth a lick. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I got it. Uh, Thanks. Yeah, I got it coming tomorrow. And uh, yeah, it'll be uh, going to a baseball game and hopefully the weather holds off for it. Awesome. 39, right? Yes, 39. Your last good birthday. After that, they all, they're all downhill, my friend. Yep. Yep. That's that's what I've heard. Although, I mean, my, my 30th birthday nine years ago, I ended up, I think it was... Uh, and it was a strained groin, nearly a concussion, a black eye, and something else all in the span of like three days after it. So I was like, <laughs> I don't think you can really, I mean, the only way it's going to make make it worse is if I'm like decapitated on 40 or something like that. So how's your ankle doing? It's doing great, actually. I've been, uh, yeah, put on some medications and stuff. Um, no pain in it right now at all. Hopefully that holds off tomorrow, too, so I can get autographs if the weather holds off. So yeah, doing pretty decent there, at least. Who are you shooting for tomorrow? Anybody? Is there anyone you want to get? Um, well, it's going to be the double-A uh, players for uh, the Rangers and Mariners, so uh, Frisco and Arkansas. And just looking through my book right here, I mean, Luis Angel Acuna is one of the top prospects there for the Rangers, so I'm hoping to get him. Um, Jack Leiter, obviously. Yep. Excuse me, uh, Dustin Harris. Then going on over to the Seattle side, uh, let's see here. I know Emerson Hancock is there, so I'd like to get him again. Isaiah Campbell. And uh, yeah, those are probably the biggest names. I mean, there's a few guys I've got a whole crap ton of cards for, like yep. uh, Josh Soleil is one that I wouldn't mind knocking out a few of those. He's a Rangers, uh, not exactly a prospect. They picked him up middle of last season, and he's been kind of floating between double A AA and triple A. And he's probably in his late 20s to early 30s at this point, just trying to, you know, keep his career alive at this yep. point. And how, uh, Josh how Morgan. Does look? Do they look like a good team this year? Uh, they probably should be. I mean, they've got a couple top prospects there in the Rangers org, like um, Evan Carter is the big one. Evan Carter, I think, is the number one prospect for the Rangers right now. Okay. So he's there. They've got Lighter, of course, is still there. Uh, Owen White is another top guy. So, yeah, I mean, Frisco, they were Texas League champs last year, and I think they're setting themselves up to possibly make a decent run for it this year, too. Very cool. Well, good luck with it. That's happy birthday to Drew. Hey, I went up to uh, TGA, which is the, the grading authority. They're a mm-hmm. uh, New England-based card grading company we've had them on the show and the judge scott uh, the third is working with them so i went up to their their corporate headquarters up in uh new hampshire kind of right outside of concord and Mm -hmm. it was about i don't know maybe an hour a little more than an hour drive 
and uh, saw their operations and I got I got uh, three cards graded. They graded a, 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 a absolute tour card that I had won in a break a long time ago. Nice. And uh, that one got a, I got 9.5. It's a tour green. And they have these cool um, team lab labels. So they do this, the color of the, if you can see the color of the team. So oh, yeah. They were, that one's in gol uh, dolphin green. I did a 76 uh, top spread Lynn that I had had for a while. I got a seven, which is pretty nice. cool. And then I got a, a, seven, a 2022 tops Heritage Julio Rodriguez. So uh, that one got a nine. Cool. So I got I got a couple cards graded. I got they gave they I, they gave me an autographed George uh, Scott card as a gift, which was nice. And uh, I got to see their whole operation, and it was really nice, neat to see a small company. You know, small mm -hmm. company that you know obviously they're not doing anything close to PSA or even CSG in terms of numbers, but um, you know they very customer service oriented uh things they could they turn around a lot of things pretty quickly in fact when i when i was up there uh somebody brought in uh five uh babe ruth gaudi 1933 gaudi cards oh wow the guy had brought him in the day before and uh he was coming to pick them up because they were gonna he was gonna see if they they were gonna get graded and uh they they looked at him and they were fake oh geez yeah, and you could you should see they were it was a great fake because they looked you know the the cards if you looked at them they were all like you know ones or twos, um, and somebody did a great job faking them out, faking yeah. them because uh, you know he put them under the 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 ultra violent light or whatever and you could see right there they just weren't real. Yeah, oh, man. Wrong, wrong type of paper, you know. But it was kind of cool. So I want to thank the guys. Uh, Mark LeMay and his team for for hosting me, and I'm going to do an article in Sports for Sports Collectors Daily about my trip up. So nice. that was, that was a, that was a fun time, and my wife took me up. So th thank you, Paula, for driving. Mm -hmm. I want to remind everyone to make sure you check out our TTM Cast one on one show. We had uh, Lee Dunbar from the uh, Antiques Road Show on, and she talked all about appraising. And appraising is kind of the the buzzword this week, right? Right, Drew. We have Les doing some appraising yep. as well. So. Yep. So what else you got planned for the week? Not a whole lot. We've got a uh, got a signing that I'm going to later on tonight over in Fort Worth. Uh, Yvonne Rodriguez is making an appearance, so hopefully going to get a couple rookie cards of his signed out there. Very nice. Uh, is, what are they? What's he charging? Uh, nothing. This is a free signing. It's a promotion that the Rangers are doing right now for their City Connect uh, jerseys. They just yeah, those are those cool, the aren't night. they? I like. Oh them. no, I I hate them. Oh, I, I like those. Hideous. It looks like something the White Sox would have worn in the 70s when they were trying everything. So I like the look. I thought it was cool. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of them. I mean, one of the things that annoys me about it too is that it's the city connect jersey, and there's nothing that connects them with the city they play in. Got references to Dallas, it has references to Fort Worth, not a damn thing about Arlington on there. Right. So <laughs> yeah, they've uh they kind of failed in that regard. They, just, they I don't put, know. A, put a picture of six flags. What would you say for Arlington? Yeah, right? exactly. Put put like six flags, just like a boom, 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 all six of the flags that were there or something. Yeah. You know, go with that. But yeah, I mean, they uh I I'm not a big fan of those, but they're doing this big launch uh this weekend with them. So yesterday he was out signing in uh Dallas at some arts festival in Dallas or something like that, something going on in the arts district at least. Meanwhile, I was over in Fort Worth at a lacrosse game, so I didn't well, go good. to that one at all. And how then, did uh, um, how did they are they limited on how many you can get for, them, or you're not sure? It's gonna be one per. So uh, fortunately, my wife's gonna help me out. So oh, good. try to get one each, and if we can go through the line a second time, great. I'm gonna. I mean, I have eight rookie cards of Pudge here, so it's like I'd like to be able to knock out at least two of those, maybe four if possible. So we'll see about that. 
Do you have a favorite? Doing the four card? one tonight. Uh, yep. Yeah, probably his uh, the tops total one. I mean, that's just a classic design right there, and yep, solid looking card. There's a nice white space right there to sign on too. So, very that's cool. be the first one I'm going for. I'm going to have the Bowman one there as well. So, yeah, hopefully we'll knock those out uh, tonight, and then uh, yeah, tomorrow just doing some uh, baseball out there in Frisco. Cool. Sounds like a, a good good week. Nice, good autographs and stuff. And it sounds like you have a fun time with you, your wife's going to the game with you. Yeah, she is. Uh, so my wife's going to be there. Um, my friend Aaron is going to be there as well yep. from up in Wichita Falls. I did the road trip. Tell with, him I uh, say hello. Definitely will. Aubrey's going to be there as well. Um, Chris Winkles, who's been a guest on the show too, he's going to be out there. There's going to be a whole bunch of us out there. So nice. Yeah, we'll have good. a great time. Well, you know what? We've been watching. You've been watching the playoffs, the hockey playoffs, and the, and the basketball playoffs at all. Uh, yeah, the hockey especially. I haven't really watched the basketball stuff that much. I know the Cavs have been kind of up and down in it so far. They lost games, yep. game one, one game two, and I think they lost game three. Yeah, so. they got killed in game three. Yeah, but the, so did the Celtics for that matter. So yeah, it, it is what it is. But the, uh, I've been watching the Bruins. I watch the No, it's a good series. Is that Edmonton L.A. Kings series? I've I watched a yeah. couple of those games, um, and hopefully your stars come back. I can't believe they're losing to the Wild. I hope they get shattered. I hope they get slaughtered in there. I, I am not a Stars fan at all. Okay. I may live close to them. I do not like them. I never have liked them. I never will like them. So seeing them losing right now to the Wild, it's like, good. I, I hope that continues. Especially the other day when uh, my wife and I went out to Target, and she was wearing a uh, her Nathan McKinnon shirt. And so we're walking out of the out of Target, and this dude, like, 20 feet behind us yells, Dallas! Stars! And then, like, the dude's wife like escorted him away from us. So like, <laughs> I I hope they I hope they die. Stars fans are the worst in all of hockey. That's funny. Hey, we got a NFL draft. You're gonna be watching that. We got 27th to the 29th. I think there's gonna be some deals, don't you? I think so. I mean, there's always it seems like there's always some big trades that go on that day, and it's kind of been a little light on the on the wheeling and dealing the last couple of years. So I hope it really picks up this year. Of course, I mean. It makes my job a little bit chaotic. So I'm gonna be sitting there, you know, watching it with Panini, getting stuff ready for you know getting a card, getting photos ready to put on cards early on. So I know it's chaos, the better Panini. You want to go to the photo shoot they have out in LA. Oh God. I wanted to for years. Yeah. I've never been able to at all. Yep. Tell them, tell them, open the purse strings a little and and let you go to that. That'd be fun. Well, we got all sorts of, we got a great show for you this week. We have author Steve Lane. He has written a great book on Mickey Mantle, Mickey Mantle collectibles. He is a huge Mickey Mantle guy. He has all sorts of cool Mickey Mantle stuff. And Les Wolf joined me with uh, for that interview. So we get Les asking a bunch of questions as well. And we have Les Wolf doing appraisals. Uh, so yes. he, we have, I think, six or seven appraisals, including a Baltimore Orioles 1963 autograph ball that somebody sent in. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's got to be pretty cool. I wonder who did that. Who would have that? So there's all, a lot of kind of cool stuff from, from uh, appraising with Les. We also talk about um, the, uh, isn't that horrible, the the Hoster show that just came up this past weekend. And he saw um, Adam Sandler was there because they're, they're starting to get prepped for that new movie that Adam Sandler was working on. So we talk a little about Les at the, um, at the Hoster show. So that's coming up. Next week, next Saturday, we have uh, Sam Allen and Russell Savage from uh, 757 uh, Shows to talk about their shows. Sam also was a uh, Negro Negro leaguer, and and he was one of the last surviving uh, Kansas City Monarchs. He played for the Kansas City Monarchs. So we talk uh, um, some Negro League baseball with Sam. That will be next Saturday. Plus, we have all our regular segments, right, Drew? We do indeed. We've got Baker's Dozen. We'll cover everything in the hobby news from the previous week. We've got Collector's Corner, as you said, with Steve Lane joining us, Les Wolf doing his appraisals. 
We've got Making the Grade, where we're going to cover everything from the world of grading. Got our stamp approval, where Jeff and I give our thumbs up to something from the previous week. Could be just about anything. The Vern Rap Minute, covering deaths in the world of sports, celebrity, music, movies, politics, anybody that you might TTM. We try to let you know if they have died. And of course, the main reason why you're here and why we're here are TTM returns. That's right. Thank you, Drew. You're the man. Hey, guys, we love to hear from you. We have a lot of new listeners. If you uh, you haven't sent in a question or a comment or or uh, some feedback, we love to hear from you. Send us an email to ttmcast at yahoo.com. Good. One more time, Drew. ttmcast at <laughs> yahoo.com. Should we just record you doing that so that, that you just you just do it once and then I can hit the button? We get the Drew, the Drew mail uh, drop. Yeah, exactly. That'll work well. I mean, it's like uh, there's a joke from the simpsons about uh work about uh when homer becomes a uh, cartoon voiceover guy yep. working with this woman she says oh yeah i did the voice of the roadrunner meep he says you mean meep meep no just meep they recorded it once and doubled it over yeah isn't that that's funny <laughs> i love the simpsons all right bud i think we got all our housekeeping in, in a row right we got yeah. all our introductions in a row let's get right into baker's dozen Baker's Dozen, sponsored by SportsCollectorsDaily.com. Smart collectors turn to Sports Collectors Daily to stay up to date. From new releases to incredible collections hitting the auction block, news from inside the business of sports collectibles, and much more, Sports Collectors Daily has it, all with no subscription cost. SC Daily also delivers a live look at the most watched sports card auctions on eBay for every sport. Sign up to get the headlines in your email for free or just visit the website whenever you like. With 16,000 stories in the archive going back 16 years, there is always plenty to read at SportsCollectorsDaily.com. Baker's Dozen is a news summary of what's been going on in the hobby. Hey, I want to officially welcome our new sponsor, Collects, the Collects app, of course. Drew and I are huge fans. We both use it a lot. Well, they are offering, get this, guys, 10 bucks. You get 10 bucks off your first purchase of any card in the Collects market, marketplace. That's pretty cool. No, no mm-hmm. strings, just $10, $10 off. You find a, a, a card that's $9.50, it's yours. So. Nice. The the only the way to claim that you're 10 bucks is what you have to do is you have to send me your name and your email address in an email. And I'm going to forward that off to Collects and Collects is going to set you up with a, a coupon so that nice. you can use it in their marketplace. That's the only way to get it. This is exclusive to TTMcast listeners. So guys, send me an email to TTMcast at yahoo.com. In the in the uh, subject line, just put ten dollars or ten dollar coupon or something like that, just so I know. And um, we're gonna we're gonna be doing this for a while, so make sure you know. I, I don't know if there's any limit on this, honestly, Drew, but I know you get you can get ten dollars off your first purchase anyway. And uh, you know, if you have multiple email addresses, more the merrier. Yeah. So 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 send me your your name and your email address. I will send that over to Collects. Collects will get you going. So if you haven't. Um, if you don't have collects on your phone yet or on your, your uh, laptop or whatever, go to collects in the app store in your, your app store, you Google play or your app store and make sure you download collects. And then once you have the collects downloaded, you'll be able to uh, redeem your coupon, your, your $10 off. Obviously you can't, you got to get into the marketplace to use the 10 bucks. So you get to download, download the app, check it out. It's a great app. We'll be, We'll be uh, we all Drew and I have been talking collects forever, so we love we love collects. 
And if you want 10 bucks, 10 bucks for, for doing nothing, all you have to do is send me a quick email and uh, Collects will make sure that they get you uh, your coupon, how to redeem it. And, uh, you know, the only way to redeem it, obviously, is to download Collects. So if you don't have Collects on your phone or, or on your uh, your app, your laptop, download Collects at, uh, you just go to Collects, so C-O-L-L-X. And uh, we welcome Collects as a, as a sponsor, right, Drew? Yeah, they've been really great. I mean, I love that app they've got going there. And they're constantly building stuff into it. So, you know, keep an eye on it if uh, if you get on there and see what else they come up with. Yep. And guys, check out my weekly articles on T-Tamming and Autographs in uh, Sports Collectors Daily that, that usually publishes on, they usually post it on Tuesday or Wednesday. Make sure you check that out. Drew, our favorite set is being released soon. Yes, Topps Heritage. It's uh, I, That was really up in the air for a bit. It seemed like nobody was hearing anything about Topps Heritage, but I guess it's being very quietly worked on there over with uh, Tops and Fanatics because they finally just announced this week it is going to have a May 31st release. So a little bit later than it's usually been here the last uh, couple of years there, but still it is on its way. A lot of collectors I can hear heaving a huge sigh of relief when that was announced. But yeah, the 19th... it was cool. Have you seen the, the cards, some of the cards? They... I did see a preview of them. I think that it was on uh, probably like Cardboard Connection or something like that. Somebody had uh, at least one of the uh, early release images there. But 1974 design, that's a classic there with the flags at the top and the bottom there. Yep. And I'm hoping they do something with the uh, the old Washington National League uh, variation they had early on. Yeah, there. that'd but, be cool. Yeah, I'm hoping they do. But I don't know. They seem to have really kind of cut back on that. Because if you go back, you know, 10 years or so ago, they did like those green tinted ones in the 1962 design that uh, that were in the original 62 set. They used to try to line up every player with, you know, somebody similar in the original set. And they've really backed off from that. But I'm hoping they figure out something to do with that Washington National League thing. Yeah, the inserts look, look cool. Also, I saw a Steve Garvey autograph uh, bat memorabilia card. And I, I just like it. I like the look. So I'm looking forward to that. Hey, just uh, just one last time, guys. I we've had I've had a couple meetings with our, our friends at the Bob Feller Act of Valor Award. Um, they uh, are a, a foundation that funds scholarships for uh, kids and people that are in the uh, in the armed forces, as well as uh, other uh, Na Navy and military. Um, charities to help to help them out so uh, they are producing a set of 39 baseball cards uh, they're going to be focusing all the guys that served in in the war world war ii primarily in that uh, excelled in baseball they have a nice set all the all right now they're just looking for a pre-order just to see how many sets they should produce this the, the sets are actually going to be free when they come out it, they're just going to ask for a donation but right now all you have to do is put in your name and your email address and your phone number and just so they keep, they keep track of how many sets they order. So go to activevalorreward.org and you can fill it out. And uh, that's, I think this will be the last time I asked for it. Okay, Drew? <laughs> <laughs> well, we the our, National, uh, the first batch yeah. of signage for the National uh, have finally come out. They came out, I believe, Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've got uh, three guys that are making their first ever appearances at the National with uh, Champ Bailey, Rondé Barber, and Harold Carmichael all on the list, all from the football worlds. And the first three VIP signers for anybody who has a VIP or super VIP pass. You're going to be able to get Mark Carrier, former safety for the Bears. Not a TTM or either. Not the uh, not the wide receiver from the Bucks. This is right. the safety out there. So he'll be there. You'll have Bob Love, who was, I believe, what, the Chicago Bulls, if I remember right. Yep. And uh, Jeff Blum, who played mostly with, I remember him with the Brewers and I think the Astros, Astros as well. Astros, yep. yep. He was kind so of a first 
first baseman outfielder type guy, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think he's done some broadcasting with the Astros too, if I remember right. So three uh, three uh, first-timers, you got three VIPs. So keep an eye out on there at uh, nsccshow.com and uh, through TriStar as well. They're going to be constantly announcing them all the way up through the next couple of months. Yeah, I'm very excited. So hopefully we'll get some good guys for the the VIP. I mean, they they kind of they kind of saved themselves from the last the last one from, with Bernie Perron, and Greg Luzinski because it the mm-hmm. the list wasn't that impressive. But this at so, least this so time, far, I mean, Mark Carrier has played in a couple of Pro Bowls there, so that's at least yes, you know, solid Bob Love was a pretty good player as well. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm very happy with both those. Well, we have some new releases to let everyone know about. Our uh, this one's kind of cool. Upper Deck has released a um, Legends uh, card set that they're going to uh, distribute across all the Tim Horton uh, restaurants across Canada. And uh, the cards are really neat. The, there's um, three cards in a pack. Packs are, are going for a dollar. There's an album that you can buy for uh, 20 bucks. Uh, the promotion runs from April 17th to May 29th. So if you're if you're up in Canada and you get access to Tim Horton, I think it's the packs are a dollar with any purchase. So and I don't think there's a, a limit on how many packs you can purchase. Uh, the cards look great. Have you seen the cards, Drew? I haven't yet. No. Yeah, they're great. Nice looking cards. So check that out, Tim Horton. Uh, uh, set from Upper Deck, and if you're at a, if you've got a Tim Hortons near you in the United States, and they've got some near the borders, let us know if they've got them at the U.S. stores too, because I know it's in Canada, but it would be nice to know if you know any of the stores in like Buffalo or Michigan or anywhere around there happen to have them as well. Yeah, our Canadian li- listeners out there, Drew and I could would love for a couple packs of Tim Hortons cards. <laughs> yeah, yep, <laughs> we're absolutely. just saying, right? <laughs> <laughs> We've got some uh, releases from Panini coming out here as well. Panini Contenders 2022 Optic Football is out. $340 price tag on as you get six cards in there, but two of them are autographed. So got some possibilities for some uh, higher end stuff right there. Yeah, we got Panini Revolution uh, 2022-23 Basketball is out. You get five cards in a pack, eight packs, four rookies, four parallels. uh, I'm sorry, four inserts and eight parallels. So it's four rookies, four inserts, eight parallels. Uh, eight packs that is going for 150 bucks. That's Panini Revolution 2022-23 basketball. Nice looking cards for $150. The soccer collectors out there, the Select La Liga soccer set from Panini has come out for 2022-23. 12 packs per box, five cards per pack. You can see three autograph or memorabilia cards in there. Price tag on that one right now, $500. Another uh, NFL release from Panini. It's Panini Limited NFL 2022. You get five cards, three packs per box, two autographs, and one memorabilia card. Those are going for about $270. That's 2022 Panini Limited NFL going for $270. Got a uh, one of the one of my favorite products out here. Clearly Don Russ NFL. I'll print it on that kind of clear plastic. Uh, They're nice stock right there. Yeah, those always come out great. Uh, that's hitting the shelves now. Four cards per pack, five packs per box. Get one autograph per box and eight rated rookies. So if you're a rookie collector, that's a great product to go and check out. $160 would be the price on that. For your uh, Star Wars fans out there, Tops has a signature series, uh, Star Wars cards. that You get one autographed uh, and case card. Um, it's the kind of lottery ticket, right? And uh, those those are going for $80. So Star Wars uh, signature series, you get one encased autograph card for 80 bucks. Got another uh, lottery ticket product from Tops this time in the baseball world. 2023 Tops Archive Signature Series. It seems to me it's typically been kind of a later release, so they're moving that up a little bit this year. But in there, you're going to get one encased autograph card of an active player. $70 will be the cost on that. I just saw a case break this morning. Thumbs mm. down. Ooh. 
not worth not worth 70 bucks sorry Tom. it seems it seems to be a real uh real toss-up there as to whether it's gonna be good or bad from year to year and who knows it might even might even vary a lot from case to case for all we know yeah you know what if it, if it was 25 dollars, i don't know if i'd buy it honestly Ooh, ow. It, the 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 quality the quality of player in the that or signing were just like oh my goodness guy the guys you wouldn't wait in line for you know yeah yeah <laughs> but it is what it is um hey got a couple shows coming up uh, the 757 card show they're out of Virginia Beach they have a show on May 6th they're gonna Bill Madlock Dwight Gooden Sid Bream and Mike Nims from the uh former what was he was a returner Pro Bowl returner from the Redskins. Yep. Uh, we'll all be there. They're taking mail order. So uh, if you want to get something signed by these guys, check it out. I know uh, it is free. The, sh the show is free. They're going to have a trade night on Friday and the show on Saturday. Go to 750cardshow.com for more uh, information. And if you're looking for one of these guys, you know, they're, they're very uh, inexpensive. So check that out. And I know that it is free to attend the show. So if you're in the Virginia Beach area, stop on by. Got the uh, Rich Altman show coming up up uh, near your way, Jeff. It's going to be next weekend. Wilmington, Massachusetts, April 28th through the 30th. Some big names signing there, as they always seem to get. Got Pete Rose. Got uh, Dr. J. Julius Irving is going to be out there. Walt Frazier. Tom Glavin, former Patriots running back James White. You have Grant Fuhrer, Hockey Hall of Famer right there. And Mike Tyson going to be making an appearance out there, too. So once again, next weekend, April 28th through the 30th in Wilmington, Massachusetts. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be there probably on Saturday. So uh, if you're you're gonna be in the area, let me know and we can we can meet up. Uh, should be a good show. Well, Drew, that wraps up Baker's dozen. We got a lot lot of lot of news this week. Oh yeah. Next up, we're gonna hear from our friend Les Wolf and more from Les. Well, we asked people to send in. Um, items to less have a look at and appraise for validity and, and for cost. And we got, I think five or six items so far. And I got, I got two more that I, I got yesterday. So we're going to do, we'll probably do this again uh, next month. So less appraises a, a bunch of items for us. And uh, we also talk um, about the show that the Hoster show that he was just at. So um, less, less is less is of course less. And <laughs> we had, we had fun. So please enjoy more from less. And now it's time for more from Les with hobby legend Les Wolf. Get your graded cards in the hobby's best holder. CSG's holders are crystal clear, secure, and make every card in your collection stand out. And the best part is the price. Get your sports cards graded for as low as $12 a card with CSG. Go to csgcards.com to start your submission today and get $10 off the first year of your membership with code TTMCAST. Go to csgcards.com. All right, guys, it's time for Les Wolf, Les Wolf Sports LLC, the man, the myth, the legend. I know he hates when I do that. <laughs> he has been selling, collecting autographs for over 60 years. He is at Les Wolf Sports LLC, and he's just back from the Hostra show. Hey, Les. Hey, my friend, Jeff, the touchdown maker, Baker. So did you know you were going to have a celebrity guest at the show with you on uh, this weekend? Oh, who is that? <laughs> Mr. Sandler, of course. I didn't know he was coming by. I mean, I have spoken to the producer before, Josh. Uh, they've been working on this for a couple of years, right after they did... Uh, the what was the last movie with the uncut gems? Yeah, that was good. Did you see that? 
Yes, I did. And good. He's, he's been he was working on this for a while now. Did he stop by your booth? No, he like uh, he walked right by my booth, and he's short. And then uh, Jimmy Ryan, who runs the show, told me that he you know he was checking out everything they had upstairs. You know how the runs. And from what I understand, he's a real savant. He may act like he's not that smart in the movies, but he's a brilliant guy. So he's gonna be I believe he's gonna be doing it. He's gonna be a card expert in the movie. You know, a, a dealer in car, you know, in high end cards. So it'd be interesting the plot. Yeah, I wonder if they, if they're bringing anyone in for um to be the the expert card guy. You know, to be to help him out behind the scenes. I don't know. I've Can't already hurt. you know. I already left a message for the producer. If they want, if they want more questions, they want me. I am available. <laughs> That'd be nice. We gotta get, we gotta get somebody on the inside, you know. Yeah. So how'd you do? You did, how did you uh you you purchase anything from the show? Did you did you you sell a bunch of stuff? How was the show for you? I didn't purchase anything. I had some stuff come by. Nothing spectacular. I did hear there was a fifty-two tops mantle cart sign that was in that went. I think the heritage. There was a lot of high-end cards that came in. Uh, you know, the autograph stuff they saw that w- it wasn't much to write home about. Who was there? Did uh, PSA have a booth? Did, uh, J- uh, J- uh, P- PSA did not have a booth. Okay, JSA was there. Yes. So, were any of the um, card manufacturers? Did they have booths there? Or? Um, I didn't see any. I mean, all the uh, big guns with their heritage and. Uh, JSA Memory Lane. Um, pardon me. Memory Lane. I don't think I saw them. They usually are there. I didn't see Joe there. How Joe was there. how was the crowd? How was how was the foot traffic? It was pretty crowded. I mean, around the car dealers, it was very busy. I mean, I, I had a busy run there. What'd you what'd you move? Moved a lot of baseballs. I had my highest inventory of baseballs. And I met this really nice young kid that runs VIP rips named Ryan. And he's going to be using them for his rips. And great kid. Uh, he's got 20,000 followers on Instagram. He posted a video of me, you know, with my 28 Yankee ball, Ruth and Garrick. And I got almost 4,000 hits from it and about 75 likes. So it was like set new records for my Instagram uh, posting. But it, it was... But he was a super nice kid. Um, I hope he does well. He's 22 years old. Been doing it for a while, and you know that's the kind of stuff that you want to see the you know the business get further into having kids like that. You know, we, you know, smart, doing well, and in the business because guys like me, you know, I'm I'm like yesterday's news. You know, I'm all, and I have all the knowledge and everything, but you know, most of the people want to associate with the younger people now, and. We want the business to go into hands like you know, hands, hands like a kid like this kid Ryan. Ryan have you been, have you uh, purchased any uh, breaks? Have you ever been involved in any uh, box no, breaks? I haven't. I've watched some and it's pretty fun. It's interesting. It's fun, but no, I haven't. Yeah, it's it's very lottery ticket esque, right? Yeah. So, I, I'd rather I'd rather bet on stuff. I'd rather bet on stuff that I know what I'm doing and and I know what I'm getting. But that seems to be the crave. People want that. Yep. Are you when do you have any shows coming up before the national? I have the boxing show in June for the Boxing Hall of Fame. Um, other than that, no. I'm contemplating doing the East Coast National. Jimmy Ryan's gonna be back at the uh 
Convention Center in Westchester, which would have been a COVID center for a few years. They they built it up, so they just tore it back down, and they, you know, they had to redo it. So we'll see. When's that? When is that? In June? That is in August 18th to the 20th. In August? At White Plains Convention Center, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's usually a pretty big show, but that, that'll be after the National. Yeah. Yes. All right, cool. Hey, you know what? Let's do a little... Uh... Les Wolf appraising in quotes, right? Because it's not really an actual. It's, it's, actually just actually, an, it's just an estimate of value without doing any formal research. And you hit me up with some stuff literally just you know a few hours ago. Uh, you want to start with the, uh, the yeah. Oriole baseball? Let's start with the Oriole baseball. Uh, I get, we I think I had five or six items that people sent in. We asked uh, listeners to send in their stuff, so. Well, what I'll do is I'll describe it, and the less can can give his opinion on it in terms of, of uh, if he thinks it's if it's valid, if it's real, and and maybe a, a ballpark estimate. So first one comes from our friend, uh, our co-host Drew Drew Pelto. Drew got this a 1963 autographed Baltimore Orioles baseball. It's signed by a majority of the team from '63, including uh, Luke Appling signed it twice. He was a coach. Uh, Hank Bauer was a coach. Um, looking at the Steve Barber, Stu Miller, uh, Louis Aparicio, Boog Powell, West Stock, uh, Dick Hall, Dave McNally, Mike McCormick, Brooks Robinson, Jim Gentile, uh, Russ Snyder, Bob Johnson, Jerry Adair. So all the all the all the guys signed it. Uh, guys that are missing is. Jackie Brandt, Al Smith, Robin Robertson, Milt Pappas, and manager Billy Hitchcock are not on the ball, but it's a good. What do you think? There's about 20 autographs on it. Less. Yeah, I mean, I did, I did, I got, I looked a little bit, on, you know, on prices sold. Unfortunately, the Orioles didn't win it that year. I would say in the one to three hundred dollar range is probably a good estimate of what it should go for. You'd have to get it authenticated, which would cost at least another hundred bucks. But it's a pretty clean ball. Uh, if I remember correctly, it's a ma- it's not a major league baseball, so that would definitely hurt it. Correct, he says there's an Orioles stamp on in, yeah. in black on it. Baltimore. I mean, it's a nice sign ball. Um, it, that's basically, you know, I say one to three hundred dollars. Yeah, the, I mean, the signatures probably. are all in pen, right? Because it's the, that time. Yeah. That's and they're um they're legible i mean you know i'm looking at brooks robinson brooks robinson you could read it read it is his but they are light right because it was done in an ink pen and right. you don't know if it was how it's stored um the ball itself looks pretty clean right yes so yeah i see i can see where it says baltimore Memorial uh, on one one portion of it um I think I, I would. Would you agree that there's, you know, there's a bunch of guys on the ball that are uh, deceased, but I don't know if there's any hard no, to get autographs no, on there. There isn't any really tough names in there, right? Opry Aparicio signs, Brooks Robinson signs for everyone, Book Powell signs for everybody, um, and then some of the other guys. I don't, you know, Jerry Adair and some of these other guys. I know, I know the names. Dave McNally's been pa- passed away for a few years, but. Mike McCormick just passed, right? He mm-hmm. won the he, he won a Cy Young. So there's a there's a few few guys in this. So you say between one one and three hundred, if it's if the, if it's authenticated, closer yeah. to three hundred, you think? Probably. I mean, maybe even more if you find the right Oreo collector. Yeah, but it's a nice it's a nice ball. So Drew, thank you for sending that one in. Next one comes from uh, Andrew Williams. Andrew Williams is one of our listeners. He has a Beckett authenticated 
Tom Brady uh, uh, photo, eight by 10 photo. Um, the lesson I were talking, the signature is not in the best place, right? It's kind of yeah. down, I mean, down it's, below it's a nice on, the, on the center's leg. <laughs> I mean, when, when you, you know, for most collectors out there, when you're getting something signed and you have dark areas and white areas, you might want to say to the athlete, uh, Mr. Brady, could you please sign it in the white area above your head and behind your back there? Right. Fine. He signed that like in the worst possible spot. I know that most, you know, my, my uh, collector friends and, you know, and clients, they want to see the autograph. And when you, you know, I have to stretch that all the way out and I still only see the top of the T and a couple of sweat, uh, long, a couple of lines. I, I know that, uh, I know that it's, you know, that it's real, but would it, you know, would the average person want it? I would say probably not, even though it's Tom Brady, I would say three to 400, maybe 500 if he got lucky but probably on the lower side because it's such a hard thing to find any, you know, you know, the CD autograph is just in a bad, bad spot. Right. And it's not like Brady doesn't sign, but he's, he was, he about $1,500 now to get right. his signature. Right. But because of the way, the location of the, the autograph, which is really tough, um, it takes away from the value of the item, right? Absolutely. So it is a, it is authenticated and it is encapsulated. Um, it's an eight by ten image, and as we said, Brady the Brady signed it right on the sender's leg, so you can barely you can the the signature really gets lost in that. So um, Andrew, it's a it, you know it's, it's a nice piece for you, but I it, I think you might have a tough time moving it. If I were you, Andrew, I would try to sell it whatever I can get for it. Use that money to try to buy something really nice on. Uh on Tom that you could see better. Okay, thank you, Andrew's, Andrew's a great listener. All right, we have from, um, this is from Adam Roberts. He has a ticket stub from the 2022 World Series, the one that's you know, Christian Javier of the Houston Astros threw a no-hitter in game four, or game two, or game four. And uh, I guess they didn't pop, they didn't print a lot of these tickets because they it was basically a electronic uh ticket and it was uh no there weren't many physical tickets but somehow he got a ticket printed by from someone and he's just wondering does it have value and should it be should he encapsulate it and what do you what do you think of that first off i would definitely encapsulate it um because you know you and get it graded um and I would check the population report to see how many that they have on PSA. Um, chances are they don't have many. Um, as far as the value, you got to try to find a comp for that. I would say that that's very difficult to find a comp because, like you, like you said before, unfortunately they stop printing tickets nowadays. Right. So even just to get, even just to be able to get a ticket, is really really difficult. So. Um, I would say easily a few hundred dollars. You find the right Astro collector or a no hitter collector, maybe even more. But you know, you got a nice, you got a nice ticket there. You're not going to be able to retire from it. If it was a full ticket of Don Lawson's uh, perfect game from the World Series, then you'd get a lot, a lot of money. Because you know, because Javier is not a Hall of Famer yet. The Astros aren't the Yankees. You're not going to get as much money as as you should. 
So you recommend sending it to PSA, getting it uh, authenticated and, and encapsulated, and then um, just kind of I put it out there. Put put yeah. Pick, pick a number and see see what it, what it can go for, right? Either put it in an auction and take your chances, or put it on eBay and put a crazy number on it and see what you get. Or what would you what would what would you recommend? Trying with the auction first, or or trying with the uh, eBay? I'd probably try an auction. Try like a um. I would probably a heritage or a. Well, oh, I would probably try. You know, hit up Dave. Tell him you know, you know, tell him I told you to give him a holler. See what he thinks it's worth. Dave Ammerman at Golden. Okay, it's a nice ticket sub. It's a nice ticket. All right. The next thing uh, we have from Jay Schiffman. Jay is a, a listener, obviously, and he sent in a. I don't know. What do you? What would you call these? Less these uh, these cabinet cards. They're old from Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, right? Right. And I don't know. They they look like they're from the thirties, maybe or twenties. What do you think? This you just sent me this morning. I haven't had much time to study it. I would probably probably spend more time in contact. Um, it's also very hard. I can't really blow it up as because it's a little blurry. Yeah, I, I would say contact some of the card guys like a Lou Lipsit, Google him, or um, or Leighton um, Leighton Sheldon. He might be able to tell you on this. Um, I, I really don't know on this because you also get it. You know, you got to be really look at it in person because. The the paper on the back looks too new, right? That just looking at it, my myself just from the picture, they it looks like it's almost a reprint of something, right? It doesn't look like it's from. It doesn't look like it's old paper, but again, it's and hard it, to tell. It looks like he got it from Teletrade, uh, which was Andy Sandler's company. I would, you know, Andy's still in business auctioning stuff. I would. Contact Andy, see what he thinks it is. Okay, so we're gonna have to. We're, we're not sure on this one. Uh, you need need a little more research on, on this one, Jay. Uh, but you know, thanks for sending it in. It's a it, if it's real, that I'm sure that it has some value to it. I, we just can't can't. It's really really hard to tell just from a picture of of what these are. And I I would who who is the person you recommend him checking out with? Andy Andy Sandler, Andy Sandler. Okay, so check it out with Andy Sandler, and then we can you, you might have a better uh, understanding. And then lastly, and, we and got you, uh, from want, Andrew Foot. Andrew Foot has uh, these night. night sorry, Go ahead. if he wants, he can contact me. Um, I can give give him Andy's contact information. Okay, just say last. What's your email address again? I'm sorry. L Wolf W O L F F eighteen twenty three at AOL. Okay, lwolf1823 at aol.com. Just send Les a, an email and he'll send you Andy's contact information, hopefully help you from there. And then lastly, from Andrew Foote, we got uh, these 1982 Big League Collectibles cards. It is um, a Joe DiMaggio card, which is, we. it's a reprint of some type of old card, right? But it is, yeah. does have his autograph on it. And uh, what, you know, there's a lot of fake Joe DiMaggio autographs out there. Do you think the autograph is good? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think it is, but I, I would send it off to Jimmy Spencer, JSA. He's phenomenal what he does. He'll tell him. 
but it, you know, you know, if it's authentic and get a letter on it, I would say a couple hundred bucks, hundred, two hundred dollars, fairly easily. It's a nice bold autograph on there. That's what I would say that's worth. And you left out the the um, the James Cool Papa Bell from Mark. No, no, that's next. We got oh. one more. <laughs> All right, we got one more. I wasn't. I couldn't tell if he had uh, Andrew had two of them or one of them. The look of Dimaggio. Yeah. It's one. It's just one. Okay. Then lastly, we have from Mark Yee. Mark Yee is one, another one of our listeners. Uh, he got a, a cool Papa Bell autograph photo. It's autographed in um, red pen. It says uh, James, cool Papa Bell, cool Papa Bell in quotes. He got this from Buck O'Neill at the Negro League Hall of Fame in Kansas City in 2000. And... Uh, what do you think? Uh, should he send it off to JSA? Does the Absolutely. signature look? Does the signature look good to you? It looks good as long as it's not, you know, as long as it's not in the picture, it looks fine. And what do you what do you think it might be worth? A couple hundred bucks, fairly easily. Okay, it's a nice, it's a nice, nice old image. You know, before before Cool Papa Bell handwriting deteriorated, it's got a nice autograph on it. Nice, nice photo, nice piece. Yeah, it's a nice black and white photo of Cool Papa Bell, and uh, obviously. In the, Negro League Stadium back in the day, and this it looks looks like it's before a game, right? Because there's not many people mm -hmm. in the stands yet. He's stand, standing there with with his uh, in his in his uniform with with his uh, with a bat. It looks like a nice nice photo. And again, the signature is in red, James, and then Cool Papa Bell in quotes, Cool Papa in quotes, and then Bell. Um, and then yeah, I. I would, uh, Mark, I would send that off to JSA, get it authenticated, get it encapsulated, and then, so you think it's worth a couple hundred bucks? Yes, definitely. All right, cool. That's what I would sell it for. When you when you contact Jimmy, you just tell him I, you know, told you to send it off to him. Um, tell, tell him I said if he could expedite it from him. <laughs> <laughs> and Jimmy will call you and say, what are you doing now? Having all these people expedite <laughs> stuff I'm only me. kidding. Don't say that to Jimmy. I'm still waiting on an order of my own stuff that I dropped off uh, last month. I'm sure. So thank you. that Everyone that sent something in, thank you very much. We'll, maybe we'll do this again next month. It's nice to see all these cool cool things that came across our desk. Um, Les, thank you for, for looking oh, at all this. Anytime. I like this stuff. And it's nice that it's kind of a lot of different stuff, you know, a lot of different type of things from a ball, a ball to a ticket stub to these these. Uh, you know, 1920s pictures that we're not quite sure about it's good it's really neat to see what type of uh different uh, memorabilia people have yeah definitely so have you added anything new to the to the your website we got father's day coming up and, and graduations and all sorts of cool I've stuff added, i've added a, i've added a bunch of stuff to my uh, ebay store sports autographs um looking at a collection tomorrow with a bunch of signed baseballs Seems to be that's becoming my more and more my forte. And at the show, I definitely had the most baseballs. I had over four hundred baseballs. What what were some of the what were some of the things people were looking for? At the show. At the show, yeah. I sold Anthony Volpe baseballs. Um, of course, they're always looking at Mantle and Ruth and Garrick. Um, How, what what were you selling a Volpe? baseball for because he's a pretty good signer through the mail and he's been he's signed except, i know he signs at the park and stuff except the ones in the mail and the ones in person 
if you notice, they're like A-Volti. Right. A-V-O. The ones that have a full name autographs where he took his time and they're beautiful. I've been getting, you, I've been selling them for 300 each. How did you get him? Did you get a, Did you get him through? I did an early signing with him. Okay. And I'm sure that they're, they're totally backlogged now with stuff they need for him. So I, I only have a few that I have in my own inventory. Because I bought it like, I think two years ago. Did you get any real interest on your Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig stuff or no? I had some interest. I had some interest in my Munson. The guy didn't want to pay pay up on it. Okay. Um, I mean, I had a lot of interest in a bunch of things at the show, and I did, and I, and I did sell a bunch of things. Do you think the market is still uh, a, a healthy market in terms of from memorabilia? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's I think it's I think it's definitely very strong. I mean, and then I, I the, you said them. you said the traffic, the foot traffic at the show was, was pretty busy as well, right? Yeah, it was very, very busy. I sold mainly only baseballs. Yeah, so, I'm I haven't been to a show since probably the national, so I'm I'm going to the uh Robert Altman show in, in uh Wilmington next week. No, so, Richard Altman, you mean. So we'll uh Hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll see Rich some. Rich Altman, yeah. Rich Altman, I'm sorry. Rich Altman. Um, so we'll... Interesting. I think I, the only non-baseball thing I saw was a Betty White 8x10. Really? Everything else was. Uh, and Ernie Davis. I sold okay. I sold something that, you know, one of the things that I'll never see again, it's one of the rarest things, was Ernie Davis, the Heisman Trophy winner, unfortunately passed away from leukemia yep. before he ever played in the NFL. I had uh, a get well card signed by the whole team, high school team. And J Jimmy took about two months to authenticate it because it was a very early uh, Davis autograph on it. And it was just beautiful. You know, everybody from that, his high school team signed it. And the only key name was him, actually. But I sold that. Then that, that's a true one of a kind. You'll never see it. Like How that. did you stumble upon that? Unfortunately, a, an old collector friend of mine was very sick and was forced to sell his collection before he passed away. And the first things I bought was his all his complete Heisman collection. And that was that was a spectacular piece. And I sold it to a good client of mine that I'd sold an Ernie Davis autograph before. He just seems to be fascinated with Ernie Davis. So he, if he likes what I have, he buys it on Ernie Davis. But I told him what I once had. And he said, he said, holy mackerel, he wish he had a chance at that. And so did one of the most prominent Heisman Trophy collectors. I don't know if you know Matt Schwade. I don't. He uh, he has a Facebook group. Maybe we'll, have, maybe we'll have to get Matt on the show. I'd like to talk to him about all. Oh, he's a great guy. His, his anyway, um, who was it? Oh, so I had I told him the one thing that I did have years ago. I had Ernie Davis's Cleveland Brown NFL contract. Even though he wow. never played, I think That's I sold that through. I sold that through Heritage. I mean, I got good money for it. I wish I had it back though. <laughs> did you did you have the bring your Derek Jeter um, base to the show? Yes, I had J Jimmy write the uh, letter on it. I had it displayed. No one, no one, you know, no one bought. You know, no one tried to steal the base. <laughs> it was second. It's still second base. And you sold us some cards too, right? Did you sell some autograph cards as well? Did I sell any? Got to look at what I sold. I don't think so. 
No autograph cards, mainly photos and baseballs. Photos and baseballs. All right. Well, it's still still good to see there's a lot of interest in autograph stuff and that the, the market and the hobby is still going strong. I'm looking forward to going to the show this week, uh, the next weekend coming up. And then uh, we'll see you at the National in July very uh, in uh, Chicago. So we've got a lot of stuff going on. And don't, and don't forget to stop by my booth to see Steve Lane and sign his Mickey Mantle book. That's right. That'll that'll be that interview. That interview is actually um, we're playing that today. So people, you make sure you check out the interview coming up later with Stephen Lane, who uh, has a Mickey Mantle book. That Les and I interviewed him on that. That's coming up a little, little late in the show. Make sure you stick around for that. I mean, Steve's a great guy. We should have Steve on the show again. He's just he's got some great Mantle stories. I love. I know him. he. He, he, we, I, I felt like we were, we went about an hour less and I was like, okay, we could probably go another two more hours with him, but we'll have to bring him back on. And I love the story of the Reggie Jackson with the all-star bat. That was just a phenomenal story. I was there when it happened. So it was just fun. I, I agree. All right. But anything else you, you want to talk about before I let you go? Um, I'm finding more and more trends now that a lot of people are starting to sell their collections now more so than ever and a lot of people are panicking because they don't want they're afraid that their relatives uh are not going to uh want the collection okay and to be perfectly honest with you they're right <laughs> no i hate to say it my own kids would only want just you know a few things in my own collection and it's just a sin because i work so hard on getting some of this stuff and paid a lot of money for it, but I, you know, I'd rather start selling it, which I have been and, you know, let it get into the right hands as opposed to, uh, you know, just letting my wife take care of it and getting, getting two cents on a dollar for it. Right. So, Paul, yeah. Paul, my wife, Paula said the exact same thing with me yesterday. She's like, we, you got to get your, your collection in order and let me know what's valuable and what, what I should do with this stuff. Cause in in the event because my my kids have no interest in it at all and she has no interest in it in it at all and you know it's it's like may barry halper rest in peace you know i had conversations with him you know he didn't want the burden to be on the family yeah he's absolutely right i mean when you have a collections like you know i don't have anything anywhere near as much stuff as barry did but when you have a nice sizable collection you've been collecting for a while you have to look at it you know you know as far as what you have, you know, the better stuff and, and the other stuff, you got to start looking to, uh, to move it. And yeah, I don't know I, if I want, I don't want to start moving it, but I actually I definitely want to start organizing it a little better and let her, let her know what I have and what, what, yeah, but what, what, I, what I would do in, you know, and I, and I try doing it myself is try to trim, trim some stuff. You know, try to, let's say you have 500, uh, um, Hank Aaron eight by tens. You know, you only need maybe half a dozen or less. Right. That. You just move that. You know, I'm not. I'm not as bad as you, my friend. But <laughs> no, but I'm just. I'm just using that as an example. No, I know. You want to trim that stuff. I mean, I'm constantly trimming my stuff and putting it into different auctions or selling it. But there aren't too many dealers like myself that are buying autographs. And I find, I just check some of the prices real wise in a couple of auctions where they were selling similar stuff that I have that I bought. And I was kind of surprised. I said, wow, I'm actually paying 
a little more, you know, paying more than what these guys, people are getting in the auctions. Yeah, which is that scary. <laughs> you know, that is scary because, but yeah, yet I'm still making money on it. But, you know, when you see it in the auctions and it's not going for that much, some of the stuff is because there's a lot of stuff out there and people don't realize that. Yeah, I, I think so. I agree. All right. Well, I'll, I'll keep you in, abreast of what I'm doing here because I've got to, I'm going to try this summer to really organize my stuff and maybe even even will some of it down as well just to so it's not such a huge undertaking you know uh, don't forget how to spell my name when you in the will <laughs> but ser seriously speaking, you know try to try to you know the nondescript stuff uh you know you want to try to move that stuff yeah no i know you all right but well thank you i will well, i think i'm going to give you you can have next week off and then we'll talk to you in two no, weeks. yeah I, we could talk again next week all right you sure yeah, I, I I really love this part. I just wish that we could have it live. Where oh, stop call, banging that drum, call, would you? We'll call in. No, it would make it more interesting, more fun. I know it's hard. We're not set up technical, technically to do that yet. So one, one of these days. Well, maybe one of the listeners will, will, will want to fund us for a live show. And we can go we can go around the world and, and, and hit everybody up with this stuff. There you go. All right, Les, thank you for your input and your expertise and helping out some of our listeners with their stuff i think we'll do another one of these next month so if you do have anything that you'd like Les to take a look at um give his, his opinion on you can send it to me at ttmcast at yahoo.com if you have any questions for Les, just send it on my way and uh you know we'll, we'll keep less busy all right pal so and don't forget if anybody want, likes to see ripping vip rips with ryan rubin VIP rips. I'm going to check it out. VIP rips with Ryan. We'll check it out. Ryan, we should get Ryan on the show. Okay. He's he's welcome always. I right. will I will speak to him. We'll talk we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. You stay well. All right, you too. Bye. Thanks, bye. Well, it's nice to get Les's opinion on some of this stuff. I know Drew, you you sent in that the baseball that's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Is that yeah, that's not something you're looking to sell, right? You would. Oh no, it. definitely not. That's just you know, kind of you know, get an idea of what something like that is worth more than anything. So definitely yeah. staying with me. Drew, Drew has Drew's was the 1963 Baltimore's baseball signed. Yeah. Uh, so Les gives his opinion on that. He gave opinion on some other kind of neat stuff, and uh, everyone. It's not, it's kind of cool to see all the different stuff people have. Yeah. All right, that wraps up more from Les. Next up is collectors we've got collectors corner. corner. Well, Les and Les and I had the the uh, chance to talk to Stephen Lane. Stephen is the foremost Mickey Mantle collector out there. One of the foremost Mickey Mantle collectors out there. We talked to Stephen about his new book, his Mickey Mantle collectibles book, as well as all how how he acquired all this stuff and really great stories Les jumps in uh with the interview for me and, and asks some questions as well so please enjoy my time uh with Stephen lane and his about his new book um the mickey mantle collectibles and now it's time for collector's corner let's hear from our collector this week sponsored by collects the free app that shows you the value of your card collection scan and catalog your cards follow other users, and buy and sell with other collectors. That's Collects, C-O-L-L-X. All right, guys, it's time to talk a little Mickey Mantle. I should say a lot of Mickey Mantle. Joined uh, by Les Wolf, our regular from Les Wolf 
Sports LLC. He's going to chime in, but we're going to talk to Stephen Lane. Stephen is a foremost Mickey Mantle collector. He has a new book out called Mickey Mantle, A Life in Memorabilia. It is probably the most perfect Mickey Mantle book ever written. Welcome to the program, Stephen. Well, thank you. Thank you for that compliment. I'll gladly accept it. Steve, there's so many books out there for Mickey Mantle, and I think you captured it from the heart of a collector and a true fan. And, uh, you know, collecting for 60 years, it, you know, what I noticed about your collection is that most of it was compiled when things weren't valuable. Well, well I mean, that's true, Les. A lot of the items that I have, uh, especially baseball cards, I purchased when I was a kid. I started when I was six years old in 1961. And You'll know, unless you'll know, you used to go to the grocery store, the delicatessen or whatever, wherever, you put your nickel in or your quarter in the slot machine and out would come your five or 10 cards. So, you know, a lot of the cards that I have of Mickey Mantle, I, I got for a penny or a nickel. So, uh, and, and nobody was collecting then. And then over time, I collected more and more items. And as you get older, obviously you have greater disposable income to get better and more expensive items. And over time, I just was able to essentially trace uh, Mickey Mantle's life through memorabilia that actually came either from him or from his family or from others who had some contact with him. Did you see establishing yourself, establishing a relationship with the Mantle family uh, as your collection grew? No, I, I had never thought of that at all. I was lucky enough, though, to have played in a, uh, a week-long fantasy camp with Mickey Mantle back in 1985. In fact, it was the first fantasy camp that had ever been done and the first fantasy camp that he ever did. It was uh, done just a few weeks after Commissioner Uberoth lifted the ban on Mantle and Mays to allow them back into baseball. So when I found out about this camp, I was 30 years old at the time and you had to be at least 30 to get into the camp. So that's how I said, look, I'm signed. Where, where do I sign and played ball with him for a week? It was like the greatest week of my life, but I never had any expectation that I would ultimately establish a relationship with the Mantle family that I have uh, through this book. As a youngster, were you kind of like less in terms of uh, getting his autograph at uh, ho hotels or restaurants, or, or uh, did that come later in later in your collecting life? That came later because Mantle didn't really start doing that until the late seventies, uh, and uh, I did go to some uh, Yankee events. The Yankees in February of every year before. They went off to spring training. They would have a Yankee fan festival in Manhattan. And the Yankee players would come and you could get free autographs. And Mantle was there sometimes. The line was usually several hours long for Mantle. You could get Dooley Womack or Fritz Peterson in about five <laughs> seconds. But you had to wait several hours for Mantle. Uh, but he did come here to New Orleans where I live for a show. And I knew the person doing the show. So of course I saw him there and I went to St. Louis in 1994. They were having a, a special show, uh, quote unquote, celebrating the 30th anniversary of the 1964 World Series. I mean, you were celebrating if you're a Cardinals fan, 
but I went to St. Louis. It was one of Mandel's last shows and saw him there. And of course I had spent the week with him at the camp. And when I showed him the picture in 1994 that I wanted him to sign, he recognized it right away, starts laughing and says, you really need to come to my camp. And I said, I had planned to, but within a year after that is when he passed away. Les, you had inter interesting uh, interaction with Mickey Mail. You want to share that with us again? No, we, we've talked about it before, but I don't know if Steve well, is I want, to, I want to first ask Steve a question. I, I'm a couple of years old. I was born in 53. So I idolized Mantle because I just loved turning the TV on and watching him hit home runs, striking out every now and then, but mainly hitting home runs. And growing up in New York, he was an icon. But you in New Orleans, why, why Mickey Mantle? Well, I was born and raised in Brooklyn. Uh, born and raised in Brooklyn, I was born in 55, and I, when I was six years old, it was 1961. I don't know if you recall, but in 1961, the only team that existed in New York was the Yankees. True. The Giants had left, the Dodgers had left, the Mets had not started yet, you know, and they say that timing is everything, and my dad introduced me to baseball in 1961. It was the year of Mantle and Maris. And so naturally, that's when I first became a Yankee fan and uh, a Mantle fan. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Um, I, unfortunately, my first recollection of Mantle was during the uh, the 60 World Series when Mazeroski hit that home run where I wanted to break the black and white TV. <laughs> but uh, with me, with Mantle, I, I started... I started out collecting stamps and coins, and one day I'm in the city going to my orthodontist's office, and I see Mano sitting outside with somebody else at the St. Moritz, and I'm not collecting organs. I'm running to my my doctor's appointment and my dentist's appointment, and I'm saying, "Hi, Mickey." Anyways, and I, and I run and I go and I leave. Fast forward years later, as I'm a collector, the first time I ever met him is when he went to meet Billy Martin at the hotel when Martin was the Twins manager, and the only thing I had him to sign was my. Uh, baseball centennial but years later i had met him at various different events uh one time in the locker room which i know jeff is re referencing to i collected wire photos at the time wire photos nobody wanted them in the uh, 70s so i had a bunch of wire photos and Mano's agent uh roy true was in and i'm trading photos with him and before that before that actually Mano was at the st moritz i waited outside me only one there he told me basically to, to leave, but not in those nice words and never come back again, not knowing that he'd see me in the locker room that same day. I'm in the locker room. I trade photos with Roy True. Mano signed in some pictures for me. Doesn't look up. Then he looks up and he writes, to Ken, fuck less, best wishes, Mickey Mano on a photo. He was really pissed off at me. But uh, in a, in a, I said his, and then I erased the to Ken and the fuck less. I just kept the best wishes, Mickey Mantle. It's in my collection like that. But that was one of my earlier uh, meetings with him. And then meeting the golf courses on my 28th birthday, I have a picture of he and I on the golf course together, meeting him various different times. And Tommy Cattell was Mantle's first agent. Mantle did the first show he ever did was at Hofstra. And uh, it was like a dollar fifty. And I still have the ticket, got it signed by Mantle. And Mantle was, was signing away. And Tommy, every time I need anything signed, Tommy would get it signed for me or I'd get it signed. But I just, I have uh, quite a large signed photo collection of Mantle, over 300. But nothing compared to your collection with those game used bats and jerseys and hats and gloves. 
And, and that book of yours is like uh, the history of Mickey Mantle through memorabilia, which is just an amazing, amazing story. And I just wish more collectors like yourself would step forward and show us their collections that you have, like you have, because that's that just shows the true dedication. And everybody thinks everybody's looking to sell everything, but there are true collectors like you and I that still love Mickey. He's been dead since 95 now. That's uh, almost 30 years. And he's even bigger now than he was then. And I just think that's, it's great. And one of these days I want to come out to you and I want to see the stuff in person. <laughs> in the book is one thing. In photos is awesome. But hearing you with your stories, how you got uh, how you got the all-star bat at one in the nationals uh, from John Talby and John telling me how he got it and telling me that he sold it to you. And I said, Oh my God, it's in the perfect place. You know, stuff like that. It's just priceless and collecting memorabilia. The best thing about collecting memorabilia is the, is the search and finding it, but even better is the actual collector's story. Steve, was, was it hard for you to uh, whittle down what was going to go into the book? Because there's so much cool stuff in there. Did you, it, Was it hard for you to, to pick what you wanted to have in the book? Well, yeah, I, I picked the, the, ma the major items. In fact, when you look in the book, there's uh, two pages together that shows one of my sports rooms. I have a couple of them. And you can see all the items on the wall. And there's just too many to put in a book because what I had to, to do here is I had to take each item and bring it with me to a photographer's studio because I used a professional photographer to assist me with the book. So each item had to be taken, brought to the studio, photographed, brought back home. And it took me about a year and a half uh, to put that all together, separate apart from writing you know, the actual book. So it, you know, it was a bit overwhelming to narrow it down to what is it that I want to put in this book. But, you know, from the outset, uh, and I don't know if Les mentioned it or you did, but there really has never been a book like this about Mickey Mantle. There are all kinds of biographies and a lot of these biographies are the same, or some people have done books that list his cards and memorabilia with a price but those prices become outdated within a year or so. This book is like a, it's kind of like a museum tour in a book and it will never get out of date and people can go through it and see items that they have never seen before and may never see again. And most of these items uh, actually have Mickey's DNA on it, whether it's his his game used glove or his game used bat or the first baseball he ever signed in 1949. If you think of the tens of thousands of balls that he signed, and this was the very first one, uh, his first batting championship award from 1950 when he was in the minor leagues is in there. And that award was the award that led the Yankees to bring him up. Uh, to the big leagues in September 1950, just to sit on the bench and watch. And you've got his first, the very first known autograph from when he was in fourth grade, eight, <laughs> eight years old. In that is, I'm amazed at that stuff. <laughs> right. So, you know, it's all one of a kind items that he touched, um, which you cannot find any place else. You know, I understand people own, you know, a 1952 tops that's a nine or a 10 that could be worth 12 millions of dollars. 
but it has no personal connection to Mickey Mantle, whereas all of these items have some personal connect connection to he and his family. And as Les was mentioning, you know, he mentioned Tom Cattell, who was Mantle's original agent. I've gotten some of the items from him. Uh, and of course, I've been in contact with Danny Mantle and David Mantle, Mickey's surviving sons, who have also helped me uh, with the book. You know, when I started out doing this book, I contacted uh, Mickey's sons because I wanted to make sure that whatever I did was something that they would approve of. I didn't want to put out anything that they didn't approve of. And just to make sure, even after they approved it, I then sent the book to Bob Costas, knowing what a big Mantle fan he was. And he took the time to look at it and he liked it, enjoyed the book. And in fact, there's a note in the book from Costas pointing out that this is a unique book and that I really looked at Mantle's life from a different perspective. And that was what was important to me in terms of doing this. We're speaking with uh, Les Wolf, who joined me to talk about Stephen Lane's brand new book. It's called Mickey Mantle, A Life in Memorabilia. It is available anywhere books are sold. It is, and, I, and I'm and i going to say this, it's the most perfect Mickey Mantle book ever. It is so much fun to go through. Um, Stephen, one of the things that, that, you know, there's three kind of stories that really touch me. And I thought what you said earlier was that it was very personal to you. And it was kind of very personal to me just reading it. One of the things I really liked was about the story you told about as a kid, as a young kid, your your uncle bought you a box of base, Topps baseball cards and you would throw out all the, the other cards to your friends and keep the Yankees and mantles. Uh, when you look back, do you say, oh, no, well, what am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> well, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, as I point out in the book, what would happen was every Sunday, uh, night, my grandfather would come over to the house when he lived in Brooklyn, and he would bring me a box of Topps baseball cards. And for those who aren't old enough, uh, I need to explain, you couldn't just buy the set of Topps baseball cards in the 1960s. You know, if there were 400 or 500 cards in a set, you couldn't buy the set. What Topps did was they put out one series at a time, and you had to buy those cards as they came out. And with those cards came a checklist so you could check off whether or not you had all the cards you needed. And it really took forever to put them all together. Well, he'd bring a box and a box at that time cost $1.50. It was 20, <laughs> 24 wax packs for five cents each. It was $1.20 or $1.50, whatever. And what I would do is I would take them I would open them one at a time and make uh, three sets. One set was anyone who was not a Yankee. I don't care if it was Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, Stan Musial. It didn't matter. They go in one set. They're not Yankees. Then the second set was the Yankees. Mantle, Maris, you know, Ford, Howard, Berra, and the others. Like us, Dooley, Dooley Womack. Yep. Ross Moschito, <laughs> names that only a true Yankee fan would remember. It didn't matter. They go in the Yankee stack, and the third stack is the bubble gum that I would eat while I'm while I'm doing all this. And at the end of the night, Sunday night, uh, I'd contact my friends, and I would tell because we lived in an apartment building together, and I'd say, "Look, Monday after school, be outside my sixth floor window." because I'm going to be <laughs> dumping everybody that's not a Yankee. And at that time, 
in the 1960s, I had a lot of friends whose family had been Brooklyn Dodger fans. Yep. They were now Los Angeles Dodger fans. They, they rooted for Koufax and Drysdale. Had a lot of families that were New York Giant fans who now rooted for the San Francisco Giants and Mays and McCovey and Marichal. And I had uh, fans that needed psychological help who had become Met fans. Who were willing to root for a team that was 40 and 120. And so I threw all these cards out my window. They would scramble for them. And yeah, I probably over the years threw out hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of baseball cards, but I got kept the Yankees and, you know, I'm, I'm more than happy with what I kept. Uh, but That's right. true, yes. true to the brand, right? Steve, true to the brand. I'd still, even to this day, if somebody said to me, look, here's a, a Whitey Ford. That's a, a 10. Give me a Willie Mays and a Sandy Koufax that are an eight. Fine. I'll do it. I'll make, <laughs> I'll make the trade. Steve, also, another. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, sorry, Jeff. I got two questions for you, Steve. First, how did you come up with the idea to finally write the book? And then, second, how long did it actually take you to to take care of the book? And you also have a very very prestigious law firm. So, how did you find time to do all these things? Well, here's what happened. I mean, I'm 68 years old now, so this probably started when I was 66. The pandemic hit. My mom died during the pandemic. That I remember. And I made the decision at that time, you know, I've been practicing law then for about 42 years. I specialized in divorce work, where you see people at their absolute worst, where they are miserable no matter what happens. And I said to myself after my mom died and the pandemic had hit, you know, it's time to start doing something that I really enjoy doing. And what I really enjoyed doing was collecting baseball cards and memorabilia, and especially Mickey Mantle. And, you know, there's an old saying, if you can't find the book you're looking for, then you just need to write it yourself. So what I decided was, was to write it myself. And it took me, you know, like I said, a year and a half to do it, but I thoroughly enjoyed it, you know, found myself a photographer and uh, did the things that I had to do to, to put that all together. You mentioned your mom, Steve. Uh, one of the great stories that you have in, in the book is you sending your mom out to purchase the Yankee Stadium seat from from, from a, a, a retail well, establishment, and you know, uh, it's it's fabulous because you know our moms and dads supported us in our hobbies, or we wouldn't have gotten this far in terms of collecting. And I think it's it's a great story to share. Well, I started this way. My mom was significant for two major reasons. Number one, when I went off, to, I went to college at the State University of New York in Buffalo. And some people in my age group, when they went off to college, their parents just threw all that garbage away. I mean, it's baseball cards, it's worthless, just they threw it out. And if you go to Cooperstown, New York, and you go to the stores on Main Street near the Hall of Fame, you'll see two types of t-shirts in the window. One t-shirt says, I'm retired because my mother did not throw out my baseball cards. And you'll see another shirt that says, I'm still working because my mother threw out my baseball cards. <laughs> so I was lucky she didn't throw them out. That was number one. Number two, in 1973, you'll, you'll recall, the Yankees renovated Yankee Stadium. They moved to Shea Stadium for a couple of years. 
And during the renovation, again, like like you said, Jeff, nobody put any value on any on of this stuff. at that time. The Yankees ripped all the chairs out. They didn't want the chairs. They gave them to a department store. Les will be familiar with it. EJ, EJ Corbett's. And for $1.75 and a box of Marlboro cigarettes, they would give you a seat from Yankee Stadium. Well, my grandmother smoked Marlboro cigarettes. So I said to my mom, please go to EJ Corvette's and get me this seat. I was I was away at college at the time. She says, you're crazy. What are you going to do with it? I said, Ma, just please get a box of cigarettes from grandma and go over there for $7.50. And to her credit, she went. She put that chair, that hunk of metal in the car, hung on to it for me until I could ship it to Buffalo. When I graduated <laughs> to Buffalo, went to law school in New Orleans. I shipped it from Buffalo to New Orleans, where it's been ever since. And when my mom was alive and she would come visit, she would ask me when I was going to buy her out of her half of the chair. <laughs> I said, Mom, I will give you your $7.50 and a box of Marlboro cigarettes anytime you want. And the the really crazy thing is while practicing law here in New Orleans, one of our clients uh, turned out to be the president of the company that demolished the inside of, of Yankee Stadium. It was uh, in Virex uh, Corporation, demolished the inside of Yankee Stadium. The president of that company was named Jay Schwal. He came to our office, one of my partners showed him my office and all my Yankee stuff. And he made the mistake of saying to me, hey, if you're ever in New York, come visit me. I have a warehouse on the tip of Suffolk County with all the stuff that I removed from Yankee Stadium. You can take whatever you want. He didn't know that I visited New you York. Gonna, you can take him mother. up on it. I said, fine, I'll be there in June. Now, the mistake I made was I didn't just take a U-Haul truck and unload everything out of his warehouse. I went there with my mother in our car and you could, if you had taken one more step eastward, you would have gone into the Atlantic Ocean. He was right on the tip of Long Island at a huge warehouse. He had yearbooks. He had all kinds of souvenirs from Yankee Stadium. He had the original oil paintings of uh, Dan Topping uh, and Del Webb that had been removed from Yankee Stadium. Apparently, he had some arrangement with the Yankees that as part of his payment, he could take whatever he wanted. He had the original architect drawings. Wow. Um, he had uh, the the original home plate. He said, I could take whatever I wanted. I took the architect drawings. I took the home plate. I took the yearbooks. I took some other stuff, uh, most of which I have. Uh, but that's how I got some of, of the stuff that I've got uh, now as well. Kind of being at the right place at the right time, right? That's what the other thing is. One of my clients who's become a close friend, used to, his name is uh, Judge Eddie Saper, was Billy Martin's attorney and agent. He was the one, if you read any book on Billy, he was the one who continually got Billy Martin's job back every time Steinbrenner fired him. <laughs> sure. And it was Judge Saper who actually told Billy Martin to resign in 1978, when Martin resigned in the summer of 78, he did so on the instructions of Judge Saper to make sure that George Steinbrenner would have to continue paying him. Whereas if Steinbrenner had fired had fired Billy Martin, he wouldn't have had to have paid him under the contract. So I've got a bunch of stuff from Judge Saper. You meet people along 
the way, um, I had a great experience with Les a few years ago at the National. He had uh, a script that uh, of a movie that they were going to make of Mickey Mantle. And he was going to take it to PSA to check it out. And I looked at it and I noticed, you know, from, from my stuff that it looked like the notes there, the notes in the script were Mickey Mantle's own handwriting. And I said, Les, I think this is Mickey Mantle's handwriting. And sure enough, Les, I think, checked it out. They authenticated it. And, uh, you know, it's a very valuable asset because Mantle obviously reviewed it and approved it. It never, I don't think it's become a movie yet, but, you know, it cer certainly was a unique item. Actually, it never became a movie because of the movie, because of 61 Billy Crystal. They contracted uh, these famous uh, broad, uh, movie writers and producers. So they wrote it and everything, but they never actually made it. And they actually put it in an auction. You didn't win it. One of your, one of your buddies, Dr. Albert, is the one that bought it out of the auction. But I got, I'm sure, I got I'm sure he'll end up selling it to me for twice what he paid for. It. <laughs> got another question for you. When's the sequel coming out? The sequel to this book? You know, if I started collecting Aaron Judge stuff, maybe there'd be another. <laughs> I, don't I, I don't think I'm going to live long enough. I got uh, the this, title this, for this it. Is, this is it. I got the title for the sequel. What is that? The stuff that didn't make the first book. Yeah, I, look, <laughs> I, you know, we'll we'll see how the sales go on this one. Um, uh, and that's one of the other things, just to make sure if I could do a little plug. Oh, if people, please. If people want to purchase the book, uh, there's two places you can get it from. Either themickeymantle.com, all one word, themickeymantle.com, or it's on sale at the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. If you go on their website and just search for Mickey Mantle or search in their book section, it'll come up. Those are the two places you can get it. And my promise to the Mantle family was that any profit that I make off of this book, if I do make a profit, will go to a Mantle family designated charity. So it's it's purely a love of Mickey Mantle that I'm, that I'm doing this book. I have a third option for you. If anybody's listening that's coming to the National in Chicago, if Steve, if you come to the National, you want to bring some books and come to my booth, and sign some books to some people that want to purchase it, just come to my booth at the National in Chicago. Great. Well, thank you, Les. I appreciate that offer. My pleasure. I got, I got one other story that I really, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag with all these the great stuff that's in the, the <laughs> book, but one of, the story that I really enjoyed was the uh, that the special ball that you got signed. You had it signed by um, Mays and Mickey, and you got Aaron and Joe D. And I thought that was a, a, a great story and how you were, you, you kind of, uh, didn't listen ever to anyone else and hung around and waited for Joe D. That you know, that's another one of those things of being at the right place at the right time. I had a baseball that Mickey Mantle had signed uh, when I went to fantasy camp with him in 1985, and then a few years later they had an old timers game in the Superdome in New Orleans, which is mm -hmm. really unusual. It was um, to get together money for retired players. Um, and they had, uh, Hank Aaron was showing up, uh, Willie Mays was showing up, DiMaggio, Whitey Ford, Billy Martin, a bunch of players there. And what I wanted to do was to get, uh, Mays and Aaron and DiMaggio on this ball. And I went with a friend of mine who worked in the district attorney's office, who knew the policemen that were on the field. 
And a local politician friend of mine had gotten me passes to stand outside the dugout, uh, outside the locker room after the game if I wanted to. So we go to the game, we get Mays to sign the ball, and I see Hank Aaron is out in the outfield. And my friend, who is a district attorney, hands it to a police officer, says, look, you go out there and can you get Hank Aaron to sign this ball? And I explained to them, look, I don't want anybody else. No don't one, come back. You with, must have been so nervous. <laughs> don't come back with Tony Oliva, Earl Batty, or Johnny Roseborough, or Maury Wills, just Hank Aaron. That's it. And I, yes, I was nervous that they were going to ruin this ball. They got it. They brought it back to me. And now I had Mantle, I had Mays, and I had Aaron. All I wanted was Joe DiMaggio. And he, of course, didn't play in the game. He show up as he usually did in a suit, come out, wave to the crowd, go back in the dugout. We watch the game. The game is over at, I don't know, 9.15, 9.30. So I say to my friend, fine, let's wait outside the locker room and see if DiMaggio comes out. And we waited, and it was just me, uh, my friend from the DA's office, and a security guard and the players are coming out, and there's Whitey Ford and Billy Martin, and they're all going to party in the French Quarter. They're, I mean, they're, they're not leaving town. They're going to stay in New Orleans. And all these fans are on the other side of a window outside the Superdome waiting for all these guys who are getting in their limousine or their cab and just driving off. And we keep waiting and waiting. And now it's like 10, 15, been there an hour. My friend says, look, I mean, DiMaggio has got to be gone. Let's just go. And I asked the security guard, I said, you know, has Joe DiMaggio come out yet? And they said, yeah, I think he left like while the game was still going on. I think he's long gone. And I said to my friend, look, just look, give me 10 or 15 minutes more. Let's just see what happens. And I was hoping against hope. I figured, why would DiMaggio still be in the locker room? And all of a sudden, 1030, I'm getting ready to leave. And I hear footsteps and I look in front of me and I see a shadow coming around a corner. And then I see Joe DiMaggio all alone. He, he was the last one to leave. And I, I was 34 years old. And I swear to God, I, I, I thought I was going to pee in my pants. <laughs> and I had the ball. You were 10 years uh, old again, right? Uh, you got it. I walked up to him and I said, Joe, can you please sign next to Mickey's name? And he stops. He smiles. He puts his knee up on a chair. He says, sure, kid, give me the ball. I hand yeah. him the ball. He signs it. He gives me back the ball. He Everybody else was gone. There was nobody else around. Everybody had left. He walks into a black limousine, drives off into the night, and it was just me and my friend standing there inside the Superdome. Yeah, you're like, didn't anyone just see that? Didn't anyone just <laughs> see what just happened? Once in a lifetime experience, the odds against it, considering that DiMaggio was not playing that day were probably a million to one. And the fact that I waited for as long as I did is just a matter of, of luck, but that's what it is. A lot of times just a matter of luck. Yeah. Les and I are both autograph guys and we understand that sometimes it's just being in the right place in the right time. Sometimes it's just luck. Uh, is that ball your, your most prized possession because it's so personal for you? Yeah, even it's not the most valuable. No, no, I didn't say most valuable. Right. No, just no, like... I know it's not the most valuable money-wise. Obviously, I mean, I have his, I have his 1963 game-used glove that I got directly from the mantle 
came from the Mantle family, which is worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. But if you're talking about emotionally, what brings the most emotion to me, it's that ball because I got it personally from each person and especially with DiMaggio, you know, putting his foot up on the chair, putting the ball on his knee saying, sure, kid. I mean, that you, you don't get DiMaggio one-on-one. -on -one. You didn't get DiMaggio one-on-one -on -one very often. Les, do you have a prize possession or prize mantle possession, something that's in your personal collection that you, you'd never give up? Hmm. I don't know if I want to mention it because then Steve might want to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, what I've learned is, look, everything <laughs> has a price. You can't take it with you. Sooner or later, it, everything's got to go. It's just a question of who uh, gets it. Just like a lot of the items that I have came from the Mantle family. Eventually, they, you know, they came to the understanding that they just had to get rid of it. I mean, uh, to his player, I got his, his 56 and 61 player of the year awards that he got from the Baseball Writers Association came from Merlin Mantle. I got his 535th home run ball. You know, Les, you'll, you'll remember, that's the one that Denny McLean grooved to him. Uh, it was ne his next to last home run. Steve, did you ever talk to Denny about that? Um. Oh yeah, yes, I did see him at a at a, a, a baseball card show. Told him I had the ball. I don't recall where the show was. I got from him one of those baseballs where he wrote out the entire story of everything. How, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, no, he told me, and I've heard seen Mantle's interview where they explained that. McLean knew it was going to be his last time, knew that Mantle was tied with Jimmy Fox for third place, um, called the catcher out. And everybody keeps saying the catcher was Bill Freehand. It was actually Jim Price was the catcher who came halfway out to the mound. McLean said loud enough for Mantle to hear, I'm going to let him hit one. Mantle kind of didn't believe him because it was Denny McLean, and you never knew with Denny McLean. Mm. And you know, he fouled off a couple of pitches and then the third one went into the seats and Mantle is running around the bases laughing and McLean is laughing. And, you know, that that's the story of that home run. And then Joe Pepitone comes up next, expecting to get the same thing, signals to McLean, you know, put it right here. And McLean went for his head. <laughs> that's very fair. You yeah, know, you know what I learned from, from reading the book is that he made his last out at Fenway Park where I, through uh, uh, in 60, was it 69 or 68 against uh, the Red Sox? September 60. That's another thing that's in the book. September 68, his last uh, at bat, his last out was a pop up to Rico Petroselli, the Red Sox shortstop in short uh, left field. I've become friends with Rico through a fellow collector by the name of Tom Zappala. I don't know if you know. Yeah, we've had Tom, Tom on the show a couple of times. Okay. And so I got Rico. I have a program from Mantle's last game. And I got Rico. It's in the book. I got Rico to sign it, explaining how he caught the last uh, ball that Mantle ever hit. And I always give Rico grief when I see him about him catching the ball and just flipping it back to the pitcher and what that ball would might be worth today if he had if he had hung on to it. Oh, sure. I mean, don't know what happened to it, right? It could have been a foul ball. It could have been pot, tossed in a bag someplace. So you just don't, you know, it's lost to history.
Right. One, of, one of the other things, and, and there's so much cool stuff in, in the book, and we're talking about uh, Steve Lane's new book, Mickey Mantle, Life and Memorabilia, the Steve Lane Collection. Steve has spent 60 years collecting Mickey Mantle memorabilia, and he, fo he focuses a lot of the stuff in this book, which is beautiful. It's a beautifully photographed book, and it's a beautifully written book as well. And I said it's the most perfect Mickey Mantle book out there. And I'm not blowing smoke, Steve. It is, it, it's so enjoyable. Uh, I loved the vending machine. Where did, where did you, you stumble upon the vending machine, the baseball card vending machine? I'm sure I got that vending machine from a show somewhere. I don't recall, but I know the minute I it's hard to find them in good working condition. And I saw that one, and it, it's exactly like the ones that we all, you know, went to as kids to get our baseball cards, and it works. And what I did was I took some of my lesser conditioned, older 50s and 60s cards, put them in there with the bubble gum, and you stick the penny in and turn it, and the cards come out just like they did in 1961 and 1962. It's a kick because every once in a while, a friend of mine who's got kids that are 10, 11, 12 years old that know about my collection will ask if I'll show my collection to these kids. And of course I do. And then I bring them into the room and show them the vending machine and give them, you know, you know, some, some pennies to stick it in. They just get a kick out of it. They love it. You know, it's like showing a kid who only knows DVDs or CDs, showing them a turntable and putting an album on it. They can't figure out how the sound comes out. <laughs> yeah. It, it's something that we just lost. We lost that as a hobby that it's too bad that that kind of phased out because it's such a, it's such a great piece of memorabilia. Um, you know, what? do you have a lot of people coming to you and asking if uh, something they have that's signed by Mantle is, is authentic? And, and because his, his signature has changed so much over the years, and you know, there's a lot of forgeries out there. Do you have a lot of people coming to you and saying, hey, I got this so-and-so from Mickey Mantle? And, and uh, what's your thought on his, this, the way his signature has changed over the years? Yeah, it, that does happen all the time. I'm in a, a, several Mickey Mantle collector groups that are on Facebook. And it has lots of experienced collectors uh, on there. Um, and yes, from time to time, people will contact me either privately or on this Facebook page with something that somebody's guaranteed as being authentic, but they've never authenticated it. And at least seven to eight times out of 10, you can tell right away it's a forgery. I mean, the M's will we'll have that you know banana look at the bottom of the M or the I C in Mickey will look like a U. Um and it's clearly forgeries, but they're on eBay and people are buying them. And we we had some sad stories of people that <clears throat> held it for 10, 20, 30 years or bought it for their kids for a birthday present or something. They weren't authenticated and it turns out to be fake. It's really uh unfortunate. Yeah, I know Les gets that all the time. I I get him every once in a while. I I send him off to Les to look at it. Nine times out of ten, they're not real, right, Les? Correct. You asked me one of my favorite things on Mickey Mantle. Yeah. This is a W4A <laughs> signed by Mantle, and not the 5730 Watson Circle address, but the 8220 Walnut Hill Lane, number 410, signed by Mantle with his social security number. That mantle sign is one of my favorite things. Yeah, Not I mean, you worth a lot of money. It's worth some money, but one of my favorites. And my other favorite thing is um, 
Barry Halpin may rest in peace. He used to have a lot of mantle stuff. So every now and then he'd say, Les, tell me one of your best mantle things. So I say, Barry, I've got the original wire photo from the card of Mantle and Aaron. So I have the card signed by Mantle and Aaron. I have the wire photo signed by Mantle and Aaron. That so that's favorite, card? one of my all-time favorite. I have the card, both of them. So you know what Barry says to me? You know what I have? I said, Barry, I'm not competing. Let me make that perfectly clear. He says, I have the original painting. I said, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, Steve, one more one more story, and, and then I'll let you go. I really appreciate your time. We're, talk, we're talking to Stephen Lane. He has a new book. It's called Mickey Mantle, Life and Memorabilia. You, the Stephen Lane Collection. It's over 60 years of collecting Mickey Mantle stuff. It's available at mickeymantle.com, correct? And it's available at the, the Hall of Fame? TheMickeyMantle.com. Sorry, TheMickeyMantle.com okay. and available at the Hall of Fame as well. It's worth every penny. It is, it, it's a perfect book. It, it, that's the only way to describe it. Uh, one thing that really saddened me, Steve, is you told the story of you had a 1952 Topps Mantle uh, uh, that was was taken from you. And, and and it kind of, it's sad that you have to put some of your stuff in a safe deposit box and it can't be out for display. Is that, does that still bother you? Um, Not until somebody mentions it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Actually, what's funny is I was married for 20 years and I'm still friends with my former wife. We're divorced, but she still takes it harder than I do because what happened was I had a 1952 Tops. Uh, this had to be the early to mid 1990s. And I had it on the third floor of our house in a glass enclosed case. And, you know, obviously I wasn't home, but uh, my wife's stepson had a, a friend over and uh, I came home from work and realized the card was gone and there'd been nobody else in the house. I knew who took it. I couldn't prove it. Yeah. Um, and I went from, there aren't that many card shops in New Orleans uh but none of them had it so i don't know where it is nothing i could do about it like i said my ex-wife took it a lot harder than i did but you live and learn and you know it's even to this day nothing's changed look at all the baseball card shops where where people are driving trucks into the front I know, it's sad. Or, or or hammering through a glass door and taking hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of uh, uh, items that people are selling to make a living. I mean, they're doing it for a living. I was doing it for a hobby. But since that time, I have my I have my 1952 tops. Uh, it's a five. You know, it's not uh, going to okay. sell. It's not going <laughs> to sell for twenty million, but it's not chopped liver. Okay, and I have that, and I have all I have all the mantles cards. And every once in a while, I pull them out of the vault and look at them. And, uh, you know, remember the day or the time that I got them. Like I said at the beginning, I still have cards that I got for a penny that are worth, you know, five or $10,000 today. So it was, it's a better return than the stock market for sure. Do you have your eye on something on the Mickey Mantle collectible that you really want to add to your collection in, in 2023? You know, the way that I've, I always say this to people because the people who know that I, I collect, in fact, whenever I go to the national or I go to a, a like I go to Dallas every once in a while. They have a big uh, show there, and I wear my my Mickey Mantle number seven yeah golf sweater, um, and they know right away that I collect Mickey Mantle. 
And what I always tell him is, there's nothing that I need. There's nothing that I'm looking for, but I know I'm going to find something that I have to have. Yeah. Okay. And that's the way it works. And I, you just got to go around the room and see what you could find. And when I go to the national this year in uh, Chicago and I go by what less has, you know, I always sit there and look, hopefully I'll find something and uh, we'll see what happens. Les, you have a final question for Steve before I let him go. Steve, when are you coming to Long Island? I'll show you show you my Mantle sign book. Well, I'm, you know, I'm, I will be back in New York. My brother still lives uh, in Floral Park, and we That's always go to at least one, if not two, Yankee games a year. And I will be visiting this summer. And in fact, I may be uh, selling my book. I have a friend. Uh, I don't know if you all know him, Joe Quagliano. Yes, uh, correct. Yes. As a sweet Yankee stadium, and we were talking about maybe showing up uh, and offering up the book at his suite. So, yeah, I will be in there pros. sometime this summer. I'm going to try and schedule it around one of the shows that they have on Long Island for sure. We have right, one guys. April 15th uh, next weekend at Hofstra. Well, Stephen, thank you for your time. Stephen Lane, the book is Mickey Mantle, A Life and Memorabilia. It's the Stephen Lane collection, which he's collected for over 60 years. It is available at themickeymantle.com. And check it out. It's also available if you go to the Hall of Fame. It's available at the Hall of Fame. It is, it's worth every nickel. We, Steve is going to be at the National. You can be, stop by Les's booth. Maybe there'll be a couple books available there as well. Signed, maybe, right, Steve? Maybe even the signed copies. <laughs> yeah, they, I I inscribe just about every book if somebody makes a request, and I'll I, like yeah I'll be if I'm at I'll be at Left's booth or they they may have me speaking up on the dais during Tom Zappel's show. I'll be I'll be there also talking about the book. So people will see me, and uh, I can't wait to see uh, Les again. Whenever I go to the national. And you see his booth. I mean, he's got also one of a kind stuff because he's been collecting as long, if not longer, than I have. I know. I go to I go to Les's booth, and I'm like, oh my goodness, how did you get all this stuff? And every one thing's cooler than the next thing. And I'm not even a Yankee fan. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Jeff, we should be doing this on a regular basis with Steve because Steve is an incredible guest, and his stories. You know, we're just hitting the tip of the iceberg on his stories. Like, I mean, he could tell you the story about his all-star bat, how he got that all-star bat. Or some yeah, of well, the, you want to share the story about Reggie Jackson? That's such a sure. great story. Yeah, that's, that's, that that's another one, yeah. Sure. Uh, I was at the National, just walking around, minding my own business, <laughs> and I go by John Tarby's, uh, uh place where he's, he's the bat expert. Les mentioned him. Les knows him very well. He is the bad expert. Um, and so he had already sold me. He had brokered the deal for me to get the 1963 Mantle glove. And now it's several years later. And uh, he says to me, look, I'm looking to sell Mickey Mantle's 1962 uh, All-Star bat. Uh, is it something you might be interested in? Because there's only two of them. They gave the players two bats for every, the All-Star game. I said, sure. What's the price? And he told me the price. And I said, man, that's a that's a little high, John. He says, well, what if I arrange it so that the owner of the bat will actually personally hand deliver the bat uh, and you can take a picture with the owner? And I'm thinking, 
what do I care who the owner is? I said to John, John, I, I really, why would I care who the owner is? He said, well, the owner is Reggie Jackson. And I said, oh, well, is that cash or credit card? <laughs> and he said, uh, either way. You could get that card out fast enough. E either way. And so what happened was Reggie was scheduled to be at the National. He flew into the National. The first place he stopped was John Tobby's area. He took a photo or several photos of me and the bat. He said to me, you get these photos, you know, printed out. I'll sign them for you. He signed them for me and he sent me a really nice letter on Mr. October stationery, confirming that it was his bat and that he had, you know, gotten it and he hoped that I enjoyed it. And, you know, what are the odds of having Mr. October give you a Mickey Mantle bat? No, I know. It's fabulous. Guys, if, you, if you're enjoying our, our stories with Steve about Mickey Mantle and, and talking with Les as well, make sure you check out his book. It's uh, Mickey Mantle, A Lifetime of Memorabilia, the Stephen Lane Collection. There's, there's that much more. We don't want to give away everything, right, Steve? You got to gotta buy the book to see all the great pictures and, and all but the great look, stuff. You, it's hard to explain. Even if I went through it page by page, you still have to see some of the stuff to believe it because you, you just never seen any of this stuff before it's never a lot, a lot of it's never been out in public anywhere guys check it out at the it's also available at the hall of fame you go to hall of fame this summer and uh, steve will be at the national in chicago in july make sure you stop by and say hello to steve or say hello to Les, and, and we'll we'll help you out there as well guys i want to thank you both for your time i know two great mickey mantle fans and collectors and it was a thrill to talk to you guys and les thanks for for chiming in and helping out well steve's the best by far and i'm not just saying it because he's here he's one of the truest collectors out there if anybody has any questions about mickey mantle you don't have to contact me steve knows 10 times more than i do <laughs> well it's funny I, I, one last story it's not about the book i was the only kid in my third grade public school class at ps 199 who could actually spell, say, and give the meaning of the word osteomyelitis, which was Mickey Mantle's disease that he had. And I found a way to use that in just about every book report I did. Teachers couldn't <laughs> believe that I knew the word. So, yeah, I don't I don't think it helped you pick up girls, though, Steve. Uh, no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> all right, guys, thank you. I really appreciate your time. Thank yeah, you. Thanks, guys. Sometime. Good to see you again, Les. Likewise, Steve. We All gotta right. do this again. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'd like to welcome our newest sponsor, Collects. Looking up the values of trading cards can be a chore, but now there's an app that makes getting the market price as simple as snapping a photo. The app is called Collects, C-O-L-L-X, and it's free in the App Store and in Google Play. After you scan your cards and get the values, you can build out your collection, list cards for sale, and make deals with other Collects users to buy and sell cards. Now you can get $10 towards your first card purchase in Collects Marketplace. Just send me an email at ttmcast at yahoo.com and we'll get you a $10 coupon. Get Collects today. It's free and get $10 towards your first card purchase. Just send me an email to ttmcast at yahoo.com and make sure you put $10 in your subject line.
Drew, you, you should see the stuff that Steven has is unbelievable. Just Yankee stuff and Mickey Mantle stuff. And he has pictures of his man cave in there and all the stuff that he's acquired and accumulated. And uh, he's, a, he's a huge collector. I'm going to, we're going to hook up with Steven, I think at the national and, and uh, maybe see some of his stuff at the national. So he will, uh, he's also going to stop by Les's booth and sign some of, uh, some of his books as well. So nice. if you go into the national, make sure you, you stop by Les's booth uh, and pick up a copy of Stephen Lane's book, which is, is it's a beautiful book. So Stephen, thanks for joining us. Les, thanks for joining us on the call. We really appreciate that. All right, Drew, next up is... We've got Making the Grade. Making the Grade is sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win. Get your graded cards in the hobby's best holder. CSG's holders are crystal clear, secure, and make every card in your collection stand out. And the best part is the price. Get your sports cards graded for as low as $12 a card with CSG. Go to csgcards.com to start your submission today and get $10 off the first year of your membership with code TTMCAST. Go to csgcards.com. Making the grade. Well, Drew, we have some weekly uh, grade numbers to report. We do, yeah. From the uh, 10th through the 16th of April, PSA's number is down a little bit. Still 290,600 cards that went through their uh, offices during that week. That's down 7%, but that's still a... Uh, a very large number that they've uh, they've slabbed here this uh, during that week. SGC back up a little bit again. 27,500 cards they sent through their grading. 10% increase there. Beckett back to more normal looking numbers there. 51% increase to 16,600 cards. CSG down a little bit. 10,200 cards with a 16% drop, but still breaking that 10,000 barrier. That's always uh, good to see. Yeah, I mean, we're to, that's still 350,000 cards going through the four grading companies, which is right, unbelievable. Right. Well, thanks, Drew. Well, thanks to Jem Rate for those great statistics. Speaking of Jem Rate, it's time for the Big Three. The Big Three. This week's Big Three is brought to you by GemRate.com. Whose cards are hot and whose cards are cold this week? Let's find out from our friends at GemRate.com. These are um, risers and droppers. That's what we. I think we're calling them droppers, right? Risers and, and followers. I don't know. Droppers, sliders, something like that. <laughs> These are guys whose um, rating percentages have increased or decreased in the, in, from the previous week. We get these statistics as exclusive to TTMcast from our friends at GemRate. So thank you, GemRate, for helping out. We have three three risers. Max Verseppen, who was a Formula One driver, I guess. He, he was up 59%. Wayne Gretzky was up 26%. I wonder why. Just because of hockey playoffs, maybe? I guess, yeah. Maybe uh, maybe right there at the forefront of everyone's mind for that, yeah. And then Mickey Mantle was up 25%. So, um, very cool. I guess Verseppen uh, didn't have a single card that rose uh, significantly above the rest, but he did get a large boost from um, his new 2022 Topps Chrome F1 cards. So, um, is, he, is he a TTM or Drew, do you know? I don't know. I haven't really looked into any uh, Formula One stuff at all because so many of those drivers are out of Europe. So it's like, yeah, I haven't really looked in to see if uh, any of them do at all. Well, he, he was up. Now we have the followers. Drew, you want to do the, the, the followers? Yeah, our, our uh, not so big three here, I guess we call those guys. But uh, Ronald Acuna, a 27% drop in his stuff. I, he seemed like he was a riser fairly recently. So it may have just been kind of a 
brief meteoric rise now back to nor- back to normality or something. Uh, soccer player Cristiano Ronaldo down 22%. That's uh, kind of an out of nowhere one right there. And uh, Pirates uh, young shortstop, uh, top prospect O'Neill Cruz saw a 21% drop in his cards being graded as well. Is he having a tough start, do you think, of the year? Is that why he's down maybe? It's possible. I haven't really paid uh, much attention to the Pirates because they're the Pirates. But uh, yeah, he, I mean. He no, might they're doing well, start. though. I'm, the Pirates are doing fairly well. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's That goes to show what I know on this. Jeez. But yeah. I think uh, I think they have like 13 or 14 wins and maybe eight or nine losses. I think I thought wow. they were doing pretty well. That's a little bit of a surprise. Then. And that's I mean, especially as a surprise there with Cruz dropping off, because, I mean, if they're doing well, it would seem like he probably is doing well. They've got I mean, he's like I said, he's one of their top young players right yeah. now. He's good. He's he's a good player. Yeah. Well, that thank that uh, wraps up the big three from our friends at gemrate.com. And gemrate uh, provides these statistics exclusively for us, also only TTM cast. The only place you're going to find these rises and follows. And the and no one does it better than Drew. Drew, Drew, Drew has the droppers done down. He he's the best at it. I try. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Drew, that wraps up making the grade. Next up is. TTMcast stamp of approval. Yes. I bet you're wondering who earned this week's TTMcast stamp of approval. Yes, indeed. All right, Drew, why don't you do yours? So I'm going to take a, a bite of my breakfast sandwich, and you you can do yours. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my stamp of approval for this week is the uh, pens that I have been using for autographs here for the last few years. So uh, as much as I can, at least. So it started out a few years ago. Uh, I got I was given a whole like a handful of these uh, Statler Lumicolor pens, which are kind of the top pen in the world to use for autographs. Now, the ones I was given, unfortunately, were all these fine tip ones. So, I mean, Jeff, you can see it right there. That is a very yeah. tiny tip on there, which is great for a guy who really takes his time and gives you an every single letter signature. Or it's actually great on baseballs, too. It doesn't bleed like a Sharpie does typically. So. It's great for those, but if you have a guy who has a really short signature or goes really fast, they don't work quite so well. So uh, the good thing with these Statlers, though, is that you don't the ink in them dries very quickly. The pen also does not dry out quickly, though, if you keep the cap off of it for a while. Like they say that you can keep the cap off of it for two days and it won't dry out, which is kind of crazy. And also when you have a player sign a card, the card does not need any prep work. I mean, it needs a little bit on the Chrome cards. Around just regular glossy cards, no prep is required for them. So that's why I switched over to try to use those. But yeah, it just got to be too much there with, you know, if a guy doesn't give you absolutely every letter signature. So yep. I looked around and I found these uh, last year, I found these bullet tip ones, which are much closer to like a Sharpie tip. And there you can oh, see that. Oh, that's much Jeff, better. Which is, yeah, those are great. But the shape of it, though, not quite the same as a Sharpie there. It just gets a little bit rounded off to the edges there. And if a guy has a little bit of a tilt to his pen, it's going to be this wide blob of a signature. It doesn't come out quite so great. So it's like, okay, well. It's great that steps it up a little bit, but, you know, if you get that guy who has that every letter signature, then it's not going to be quite so good. So fortunately, this uh, past week, I was able to uh, find a kind of a happy medium and found the Statler medium tip pens, which are, uh, I think it's the fine tip ones I showed you there are like a 0.7 millimeter. The super fine is 0.5. These bigger ones are a like two millimeter. And so these medium ones have a one millimeter tip on them. Finally going to try them out this weekend. I think these are going to be about perfect, though, for what I'm looking for. And, Jeff, you can see the tip right there a little bit wider, but not quite yeah, as wide as, as those others. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to try these out. But, I mean, I've had great success with them on other things before. So, hopefully I have finally found the absolute perfect one. They cost a little bit more. I mean, I think it was – I bought three pens, and it cost me, I think, like maybe about 9 or $10 total, including shipping. So, oh, that's not bad. 
Yeah, you have to pay a little bit more. It's more expensive than a Sharpie, but requiring less prep work and everything. It doesn't dry out super fast if you leave the cap off. It dries quickly on a card. It's definitely the best pen to go with if you can find them. And so because of that, my TTM cast stamp approval for this week is the Statler Lumacolor pen, specifically the medium tip. Very cool. Do you uh, Are they available on Amazon or, uh, or Walmart or occasionally i had to buy mine through like a drafting supply store so it's okay. uh, you kind of have to get into some uh, kind of esoteric stuff there to be able to find it and those really thick ones I actually had to buy from england last year so you have yeah, to I look remember. around a bit but uh yeah you, you can get them on amazon but i think it's only in boxes of 10 and you're going to be paying you know 30 bucks before shipping on that it's a little bit higher on amazon but if you buy just you know three to five at a time there and even a box of 10 through that drafting supply store are a little bit cheaper so look around a bit compare prices you can find them for decent cost so I, uh, when you men- mentioned Amazon, and, and, and this isn't my uh, TTM cast stamp approval, but I ordered uh, two boxes of the one touches, 25 nice. box one touches. Yep. So I ordered them on yesterday morning at like, I don't know, 10 o'clock. They were in my in my house at five Jeez. the same day. Wow. I think my, my local Amazon distributor is... Uh, buying them for me because i i bought them like three or four times already so i think he just has them on the shelf for me it could very well be you're, you're the one driving the market there for them it was very funny but my um ttm cast stamp approval i'm gonna go a little food food uh thing snack snacks i love um pretzels i'm a huge pretzel guy so my wife gets these the snyder pretzel rods they come in these those plastic t- uh tins you know plastic mm-hmm. Uh, box crates or whatever, and I I eat them like crazy. Sit, just sitting there. We haven't we haven't been in our living room, and they're like, oh, I get hungry. Oh, I have a couple pretzel rods. So I don't know. It's just it, it, they they're good. They give you you know. It, it's not like eating a bag of chips or something greasy. And it was just, it's just a good snack. So if you're looking for a good kind of healthy snack, and the 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 the, the way they, they they come, there's a million of them in these this tin. And they're not that expensive. I think you can get them any supermarket. Check them out. Snyder pretzel rods. That's my TTM cast stamp approval. Simple, right? Nice and simple. Quick and simple, Drew. Exactly. All right. That wraps up TTM cast stamp approval for the week. Next up, we're going to tab the Vern Rap Minute. Drew, we lost a lot of people uh, this week. Uh, the Vern Rap Minute, of course, is dedicated to Mr. Vern Rap, who I sent out a TTM request and I passed away way before I sent out the request. And we do this as a service to our fellow TTMers so they don't send out a TTM request to someone who has passed. Uh, so we lost a lot of people this week in, in, uh, in the world of sports. We lost Mike Bax, B-A-X-E-S, Mike Bax. He was a uh, shortstop and second baseman for the Kansas City A's back in the 50s. So specifically 1956 and 58 1957 he was the international league mvp 
he was he was a pretty good player and then he got traded to the yankees of course uh, and he never never made it up to the the majors he played 146 games in the majors he was a really good t-tamer mike Baxis 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 was 92 uh, we lost Bob Barry this week, quarterback for the Vikings and the Falcons. Uh, you may know him as the backup to uh, Fran Tarkenton for quite a few years, 1964 to 67 years with the Vikings, uh, mostly the clipboard holder there behind Tarkenton. Went over to the Falcons and had some nice years there, played for them from 1968 to 72, made to the Pro Bowl in 1969. And then after that, he returned back to the Vikings again to be again uh, Tarkenton's backup from 1973 to 1977. But as a member of the Falcons, he started 51 games through 57 touchdown passes in that time. So decent numbers. Not sure why he would go back to uh, being on the sideline there. But, hey, it got him to four Super Bowls as a member of the Vikings. So that's got to be worth something, I guess. But he was an excellent TTMer. Bob Barry was 81 years old. Yeah, he was. a. I remember him as a Falcon. So I, I was I, I didn't realize he had bookend Minnesota Viking career. Right. But, uh, you know, these guys, they, they make money holding the clipboard, right? They make a good paycheck. Yeah. Yeah, guys. I mean, you, you got to be ready to be uh, in at any moment there, just about. So they'll pay a little bit more for that readiness. We lost Don McClenny. McClenny? McClenny? It's McClenny. McElhenney? I don't know. McElhenney? Yeah. He yeah. was a halfback. And from 1956 to 1961 with the Lions, Packers, Cowboys, and 49ers, he was actually the uh, first Dallas Cowboy uh, running back in oh, their wow. uh, uh, you know their inaugural season. After when they uh, were expansion team, uh, Don was 88 years old. Uh, we also lost a uh, pitcher, Dave Frost. Dave was uh, played with the White Sox, the Angels, and the Royals from 1978 to uh, 1982. Nice year, 1979. He went 16 and 10 that year, 3.57 ERA, but suffered an elbow injury. Just wasn't quite the same after that. Had a 33 and 37 career record as a starter across uh, 84 games. Good TTMer as well. Dave Frost was 70 years old. Yeah, we lost a Hall of Famer, Football Hall of Famer, Dave Wilcox. Dave Wilcox played the 49ers from 1964 to 1974. He got elected in the Hall of Fame in 2000. He was a seven-time Pro Bowler. He was a great TTM, a really consistent signer through the mail. Dave Wilcox was 80 years old. Uh, we lost Willie McCarter this week, former basketball player. 1969 to 72, he spent with the L.A. Lakers and Portland Trailblazers. Went to Drake University before that. Uh, Willie, not known to be a TTM, or he was 76 years old. We lost another uh, Negro leaguer, uh, Larry Legrande. He was a catcher in the Negro League from 57 to 59. He played for Memphis, Detroit, and the Kansas City Monarchs. He was one of the last um, surviving members of Kansas City Monarchs. He did do a, a few T-Tams. Larry Legrande was 83 years old. We also lost uh, Frank Lasky from the football world. He was an offensive tackle at the University of Florida and played for the New York Giants from 1964 to 65. After that, went up to the CFL for a while, played for the Montreal Alouettes. Known to be a good TTM, he last signed in uh, 2021. Frank Lasky was 81 years old. We lost Mike Arnson. I'm, I'm killing these names. Mike <laughs> Arnson. He was a linebacker. He played at the University of Arizona. He played for the Cardinals from 1972 to 1980. He uh, played 127 NFL games. He had four, five interceptions during his career and 17 and a half sacks. Uh, and he's a really, he's a really good TTMer. Mike Arnson was 73 years old. Uh, we also lost Chris Smith this week, defensive end, bounced around to a few teams in a short NFL career. He's with the Jaguars, the Bengals, the Browns, the Raiders, and the Texans. Not a TTMer. Chris Smith was only 31 years old. Yeah, we lost a uh, relief pitcher, Mike Baird. Mike Baird uh, 
plate, pitched in 74 games from 1974 to 1977 with the Atlanta Braves. He, uh, Mike Baird was only 72 years old. Uh, we lost Don Leppard as well. He was a catcher for the Pirates, yeah, for the Pirates and for the uh, Washington Senators. Hit a home run in his first at bat on the very first pitch he saw. One of only a few players to do that. American League All-Star in 1963, played 190 Major League games, had 15 home runs in that time. So nice uh, nice numbers there for a short career. Spent 18 years, though, as a coach. That's really where he uh, made his name known there. He was with the Pirates, with uh, Toronto, Houston, and the Twins. Excellent TTMer as well. Don Leppert, 91 years old. And finally, we lost uh, yesterday, uh, Ernie Barrett. Ernie Barrett was uh, went to Kansas State. He was on their uh, championship team, I believe, in 1951 or 52 that won the NCAA um, tournament. Uh, he was a guard. He played for the Celtics from 19 and two seasons, 53, 54 season and 55, 56 season. He played 131 games in the NBA. Ernie Barrett was 93 years old. Well, Drew, that wraps up uh, the Vernon Rap Minute. Our condolences and sympathy goes out to anyone who lost someone this week. Uh, Drew, I think we'll get right into TTM Returns. Was our mailbox full this week? Let's take a look at this week's TTM Returns. Drew, I finally got off the schneid. I can't believe it. I finally got off the schneid after nice. having a sucky two weeks. I got I got eight returns this this week, uh, and you, you, you did as well. You got a bunch as well. Do you want me to go first or you want me sure. to do it? I can, yeah, I can go first real quick here because I'm going to be opening one on the air here as well. So, oh, very exciting. Yeah. So, a quick rundown here. Uh, Saturday, I mentioned these three were probably coming in. They did all indeed arrive there on Saturday. Got Bill Mercer, former Rangers radio voice. He now lives out in North Carolina, but he signed my 1972 Tops card to the Rangers team card. I try to get broadcasters, coaches, anybody like that on there whenever I can. So, happy to add that one in. Got a football Hall of Famer, Jackie Smith, signed his rookie card for me with a $5 uh, fee or bribe, whatever you want to call it in there. <laughs> I've, I've, I've had bad luck on him before, so I know I've seen some for free. I've seen some for 5 bucks. I figure, all right, we're going to toss the 5 bucks in there, so made sure I get the, got that one back. Uh, goaltender Clint Malarchuk got him back for my 88-89 top set and a couple other cards there as well. He lives out in Nevada now. Um, on the 17th, that's Monday, got back uh, Mike Ramsey for my 88-89 uh, top set. He's course a member of the 1980 u.s olympic gold medal team uh we got gerard gallant who is in that set as well he's the head coach of the new york rangers so despite a busy schedule right now you know going into that series against the devil he took time to answer the mail and signed a couple of cards for me including that uh that set card got back rodney holman former tight end from the Bengals, back in the late 80s to early 90s got him for my 91 uh pro set art cards uh kind of project semi set right there i guess you could call it there but that one took a while. It took a year that I was waiting on. I mailed it out back in, I think it was either March or April of last year and never got it back and never saw any other successes at that time either. So it was just like, just mine got lost or something. Don't but, you love when you get an old one back? Oh yeah. It's always a nice, nice surprise right there, but he apparently is catching up on stuff from a year ago. So if you mailed to him and didn't get it back, hopefully you'll have yours uh, coming to you pretty soon as well. I uh, got a hot uh, football hall of famer, Ron Mix. Ron played for the uh, LA and San Diego chargers. Got him on his rookie card. He has a $25 fee for that, but it goes to a very good cause. So I was like, all right, I am more than willing to pay that. So got him back as well. Tuesday got in former Browns and Ravens quarterback, Eric Zier. He was the uh, third round pick of the Browns in 95, right before they moved to Baltimore, but started a few games there with them before the move and started a few with Baltimore after it. 
Uh, let's see, Thursday the 20th, got Barry Switzer back, former coach of, uh, of course, Oklahoma Sooners and uh, briefly with the uh, Dallas Cowboys as oh, well. Oh, you get him on? Uh, a couple cards here. I had, uh, let's see here, had this, uh, what is the Press Pass Legends that uh, my friend Chris gave to me to send okay. off. So nice. got that. And his, uh, what year is this one? 2018 uh, Panini Contenders season ticket from their football Oh, that's a nice set. one. Yeah, so I had two of those. So one of those is going back to Chris for hooking me up with the cards there. So got those ones uh, done. Um, and then, like I said, I have one that I'm going to open on the air here. We've got uh, it's the initials on our M agents postmarked from Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, this is a guy that you might be familiar with, Jeff, as a Bruins fan, because uh, he was on the other side of some uh, Bruins rivalries in the late 80s. In the 88 and 89 playoffs, he fought Jay Miller once and Bruce Shoebottom four times across wow. uh, two seasons of playoffs. This was Mike Hartman, who played with the Buffalo Sabres and the Winnipeg Jets. And yeah, he signed uh, everything that I sent. I had four cards total. You'll see there's two of them right there to show you, Jeff. So oh, very cool. Yeah, good stuff. He lives in the Carolinas now. And I think uh, I know there's a Hartman who came out of the Carolinas who played a bit in. I'm not sure he made it to the NHL or not, but definitely played some higher level hockey. And I think that's probably his son. So, yeah, a couple generations of hockey going on there. Um, according to Informed Delivery, I've got two more coming in today. I think one of them is supposed to be Randy Hillier, former Penguin, who's in that 88-89 yep. top set. And uh, Clint Bowyer, who is a NASCAR driver who I mailed to two years ago. So wow. even beating Rodney Holman there on that one, if, uh, if that's who it is that's coming in today. So should know that uh, later today, and we'll let you know next week. Did you get any uh, send out any requests this week? I haven't yet. I've got uh, got a pile of stuff I need to write out here at some point. But, I mean, I mailed out 20 uh on what i think it was on saturday i dropped those in so kind of letting the letting the hand rest there and overcome the writer's cramp there for a little bit but i did get my swedish stamps in so now i just have to get my uh the rest of the cards i bought on sport lots to go into those once those arrive i can mail those out so hopefully i have some requests from sweden coming in, in the next uh, couple months or so very nice so i i had i finally got off to schneid the, the beginning of the week i was shut out again but the last uh, three or four days i've been getting a bunch uh back so finally see i told you guys i have been writing they just been out there i got a couple old ones too so let me go through mine i got uh kenny anderson the quarterback for the cincinnati Bengals. he signed his 83 and 84 tops cards for me uh with his number and that one that took a couple weeks i got uh doug deacon who was a tackle with the, the cleveland browns on his 83 uh and 84 tops cards and he signed he just he signed his name and his number so that, that that's a good one we'll see what else do we have for football let's get football done oh Ed Newman. Remember Ed Newman? He was a uh, Pro Bowl guard, played for the um, the Miami Dolphins. He signed his 84, 83, and 84 tops cards for me, uh, and he sent a, a little note. His He's writing a book with his daughter, and when the book comes out, uh, he will have him on as a guest. Great. So that's pretty cool. So we got I got uh, three football. We got a, I got some hockey to, to report first. Let's do hockey first. I got uh, Ornis Kinderchuk from the Philadelphia Flyers, and I believe he played for the the um, Canucks as well. So I got his, I, I got so. his 77, 78 tops card and his 76, 76, 77 tops card. I uh, signed both of them in blue Sharpie, and that only took, I don't know, maybe two weeks. He was a pretty pretty quick turnaround. I got Pete, Pete Lepresti. Remember Pete Lepresti, Drew? He was a goaltender for okay. the Minnesota North Stars. He yep. signed his 79, 80 card. Tops card and his 76, 77 card. It's really funny because you just look at the difference of the cards. The 76, 77 card is an inaction card. So he's there. He's got the old white 
goaltender mask and yep. you know it's just classic right oh, then yeah. you get his 1979-80 card it's just like a headshot in, in the the uh dressing room oh geez <laughs> it's like geez that's so it's so different from two cards you know, like the the, yeah. the interaction card is just awesome and this headshot card is like oh i don't yep. know why why i would want to get that one but i get that those came back in a couple of weeks and then i got three baseball really cool ones these are old i sent these out like two years ago now Oh wow! I got uh, Jim Norris, who was an outfielder, like a fourth outfielder for the Cleveland Indians. He signed a seventy-eight tops card, which I needed for my set. Yep. That, that former Ranger too. Today. He's done former Ranger too. He's done some uh, Rangers alumni events down here in Arlington. Yeah. Well, I didn't. You know, I went a couple of years ago. I went through because I had a bunch of these guy, these kind of guys that were like sitting out there, like, oh, I need that guy, I need that guy, and then I forgot all about him. <laughs> and then I got Tom Griffin, who was a pitcher for the Padres, on his seventy-eight uh, tops card. So nice. those, those literally, those are two years old. They both are two years old and they came, came uh, one, one day away from each other. So that was kind of weird. <laughs> and then uh, yesterday I got a, not, I'm out, I got three or four now, the 74 uh, rookie infielder card I got from John Knox who played for the, the Tigers. So I have Andre Thornton, Terry Hughes and John Knox all signed. Now I just need to send it off to Frank White. Nice. I'll complete, I'll complete the quad. Yeah. So I've been working on that for a while. That one, that one took, um, I don't know, maybe two months. It was I took I sent that out a while ago, but um, it's it's nice to get some returns, which is is kind of cool. And I I haven't sent I didn't send any more out this week. I'll probably do some more next week. I think next week will be a TTM week and, and going through a bunch and do some baseball. But I'm very happy with the returns this week. Yeah, definitely beats uh, having you know three or four that roll in across the entire week. I know for sure it's it gets discouraging because you know how much how much you send out how much you have out yeah. there you're like well come on guys sign the card already get it get it in my mailbox yeah exactly i mean i'm sitting here looking at my stats from the year and it's like you know you see last year 75 percent. the year before that 80 percent. this year 53 percent. it's like um what's going on here guys come i know I ha- i'm kind of the same way yep. i'm kind of the same way so we'll see but hopefully we'll keep your we'll keep you abreast of what we're doing and make sure you check out my article in sportscollectorsdaily.com and you can see uh, pictures of all my successes. So, Drew, that wraps up returns for the week. I think we should wrap the show up. What do you think? I think so. And this is how it ends. All right, wrapping things up. First, I want to thank Stephen Lane, who was the author of a great Mickey Mantle book. He was a foremost collector of Mickey Mantle stuff, and he joined us and talked about his his book and about Mickey Mantle. And that was a, a great interview. Hopefully you enjoyed that. I want to thank Les Wolf for doing uh, double work this week. He, yeah. he was interviewing uh, Steve Lane with me and he also uh, did his, the appraisals and I hope you enjoyed that. We'll, uh, we'll have another uh, appraisals from Les maybe next month. If you, so if you have anything you want to send in to get Les to give his opinion on, uh, please send it to our email at ttmcast at yahoo.com. And we'll have Les take a look at it. And uh, again, we'll probably do another one in, what are we on? We're in in May. We'll do another one in May. Yeah. I want to thank Lee Dunbar, who was on TTM Cast 101 this week. She is, of course, the appraiser and worked and does is on Antiques Roadshow. And, and Lee uh, was a great guest. Make sure you check that out on Saturday. Next Saturday, we'll have Danny Black, who is the founder of the uh, Hobby Daily News brand new site. And we're going to talk to Danny about the site and uh, why, he, how it came about and uh, some of the things that the, is on the site and some of the things that he's got in store for it. So make sure you check that out. That'll be next Saturday. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. That's going to be next 
Cheat Campus 101. That's next Wednesday. Next yeah. Wednesday. Or this Wednesday. So this Wednesday? This Wednesday coming up? Yeah, don't go with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'll get to these right. And then next Saturday, I have Russell Savage from 757 Shows and Sam Allen, who played in the Negro League. So that will be next Saturday, guys. All right. Danny Black Wednesday, Russell Savage and uh, Sam Allen on Saturday. We will have Les Wolf again on Saturday, next Saturday. And I think that's it, Drew. It's a crazy show. Yeah, I've got a lot going on there. I like it. All right, guys. We will see you on Wednesday. Many happy returns. Wishing you guys many happy returns. Be good. We'll see you next week. We'll see you Saturday. We'll see you Wednesday. We'll see you whatever day it is. Just we'll see you every single freaking day. Just download it every yeah, day. Yeah, just download it every day. We need we need to have our numbers up, right, Drew? Exactly. All right, guys, be good. Yeah.